so into podcasting now like i watched joe like i was so many of joe rogan's podcasts like every day now what'd you listen to today today was um eddie eddie bravo eddie bravo, eddie bravo. it's i want to listen to more of the conspiracy theory ones eddie bravo is the big conspiracy theory guy for him you know it sucks is because like he has nothing to really back any he doesn't have any he just believes that the government's just out to get him yeah, and ever well, he doesn't believe anything like that. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess that's good. You should believe nothing until you could prove. Yeah, it exactly. But it's like he doesn't have any argument. Like Joe and Joe Rogan always just plays the devil's advocate in every single thing. Why would he do nothing? It's what? just every time he's like, yeah. "No, Eddie, you're wrong." What about this? Like, yeah. he goes hard. Even when Eddie though. has like like legit facts. Yeah, but he he makes them out to be not facts. Yeah, it's good. I haven't listened to Rogan in a while. Yeah, are we on now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I turned it on like uh, a minute ago. Okay. Well, yeah, it's 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 like those those kind of conspiracy theory things are are just pretty crazy. Because it's like I'm. I think. I mean, I am probably a conspiracy theorist. I would say. I believe in some of that shit too. I do believe that the government is not our friend. Yeah, they're <laughs> so I'm a libertarian. That's why I'm like I believe in like as little government as possible. Did you vote? No. Ever? I'm blessed. Why? Why? That's not <laughs> no, it's just like I feel like I'm a part of the problem. I'm not voting, so no. I'm not the person that puts it. In I power. wouldn't vote if I mean. Right, I well, only honestly, voted. I couldn't vote the last couple of years because I've been moving around so much. So like when I moved to california like i'm not a resident of california so yeah yeah i couldn't vote in cali and i was gonna come all the way back home just to fucking vote for donald trump like or no, hillary clinton or whatever no exactly it's not even worth voting i'm just i wouldn't i don't care if you vote or not no yeah <laughs> no no they say in three years that mark zuckerberg's gonna be running <sighs> for president if mark see like i could vote for him i would trust mark i would trust um what's his name tesla um, Elon Musk. Elon, yeah. nah. he's too nice. He's too what? He's too. He just seems like too nice of a guy. See, like he seems like so much of a pushover. You think Zuckerberg's a badass? Yeah, but Zuckerberg can probably destroy the internet. That's why, like, <laughs> like Zuckerberg probably has more power than, than the president. Than the president, he <laughs> yeah. does. Because, like, if you notice and on TV, it's like, what are the only things that like you see on TV? Oh, Instagram, Twitter. The the president is tweeting again, or like the pre like Facebook is going down. Like anything you see on, like, because we're now a connected society where where everything has yeah. gone through the internet, and Mark Zuckerberg pretty much owns the internet now. So. Yeah, he runs everything. Instagram, Facebook. And so, you know, like even when the whole Donald Trump like thing was like when the Russians were, you know, oh, the crap the yeah, Russian like they were kind of like giving, like making, like rooting for Donald Trump, like during conspiracy, everything's tied back to Facebook. Like I was w watching on TV, like they had like two ad, they had like ad like during his campaign, like there was like two different types of ads. Like for example, the whole uh, NFL uh, taking a knee. 
Yeah. Like they like supposedly Russians paid for like a shit ton of ads on Facebook saying like half of them were just like a Black Lives Matter type of thing and the other ones were like fuck taking a knee. Uh-oh. So it's like he's just like they were just stirring the pot obviously. So do they, how do they know that's true though? Like how they, maybe they just say the Russians do that just no, so no, we don't like, like the Russians. No, it was like it was like well that's the thing is a Facebook you know who bought those kind of things, you know if it's a Russian account or if it's an American account. So they just don't want us to like anyone else. You know, like they don't want us to like the Middle East, so they tell us they're terrorists. Oh, of course. But we're terrorists. We like we go to other countries and kill people. We're literally like a big gang. Yeah. <laughs> we just fucking we're like a big old Italian gang who just scares people. It's like <laughs> you should do what we say or <laughs> the old Italian. Or you'll <laughs> you'll never know. All right, let me call this dude. Um, I'm ready for this dude. Alex Pollock. Hello, this is Alex. Hey, Alex, what's going on? It's Joe. Hey, what's going on, Alex? It's Joey. So very. Easy. Hi, how are you? Joe and Joey. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah, super easy for you. What's going on, Alex? How are you? How are you going? Good. Um, is it? Does this work? Because I put on a headset, so. It actually sounds great. Yeah. yeah, you sound great. We don't. There's no feedback, so you're good. Oh, okay, perfect. What's going on? What are you up to today? Having a busy day? Uh, no, just getting ready for Halloween. Oh fuck yeah! Halloween's my favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's our busiest actually. Oh, of course, because you probably get so many slop tarts that are just super drunk and alcohol <laughs> poisoning runs rampant. <laughs> I never heard that term, but yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Slop, slop tarts. I never slop, heard that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like slop tarts is like, and you you know exactly. You when I say that word, you Im- immediately picture like Becky at the bar. One more shot. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so you said for uh, your business, what is your business? Let's just get the, get into that. I guess. Do we have to get off the Halloween subject real quick? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. No. So, yeah, talk to us about more about yourself, brother. Um, so our business is we provide medical services for events. Um, uh, a big chunk of our business is music festivals and clubs and places where they need medical services out in the field. So um, we covering we're covering a lot of Halloween parties. Oh, that's awesome! Well, what is the what are some of the parties you got coming up? Um. We actually is it across the? Have, oh, by the way, is it all across the country, or is it? Are you mainly based? Is it like mainly over here in New York, or where? I don't. We where are you even from? Yeah, Alex? are you in New York? I'm in New York. Yeah, we're based out of New York. Nice. Um, but we're doing. Um, uh, I actually just posted on our Instagram. We're doing a Vans Warp tour. It's uh, going to be on a cruise ship for Halloween. Oh, um, oh really? They have a Warp tour on a on cruise ship on Halloween this year. Yeah, it's the first year. They've never done it on a cruise ship, and uh, that could be so crazy with all these reckless hardcore kids like spin kicking off the boat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, these cruise cruise ships are pretty interesting. Definitely interesting dynamics for a party. Um, yeah. But uh, we're doing. Um, we do a bunch of them, so we usually do. Um, uh, you know, Robot Heart, Bang On. Um, we're doing Travis Scott is having one. Nice. Oh, nice. Walks. Bang On just uh, had elements over the summer, right? Were you at that one? Yeah, we were there. Oh, yep. sweet. 
Yeah, what what I have on you is you are the founder of Paradox, and what it is is an events medical services company that actually sends real doctors to large events. Yeah, I mean we don't uh, the doctor part. It's there's a bit of a sticker shock with the doctors. It's got to be um, a decent sized crowd um, for them to justify having a doctor on site. But, you know, it's EMTs, paramedics, nurses, all different medical professionals. And depending on the size and, you know, the type of event, we send different, we put together a different package. Um, so. That's crazy. Be, what made you come up with that? I worked as a paramedic. I volunteered as an EMT, went to medic school, worked as a paramedic while I was getting my uh, MBA. Mm-hmm. And. I went to work for a national ambulance company that since then has gone bankrupt, but it was a pretty big ambulance company. And they used to send ambulances pretty much for everything. So, you know, smaller events, bigger events, and it, there's a big incentive for the ambulance companies, besides for getting paid to be there, uh, to transport people to the hospital um, because they get paid. Uh, that's yeah, what ambulances of course. I'm do. sure you got cases. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like many so, cases like that, like for people like probably didn't really need to go to the hospital, oh, but they're like, oh, we're yeah. here, so here's a six hundred and fifty dollar uh, trip to the the hospital. Yeah, we actually we, we I have like a perfect case study. I'm not going to talk about it specifically, but mm-hmm. like we just I, I was so happy about it. Um, it was two weeks ago it happened. So there was a, a large event in another state that we had some issues working with the health department there that had an event with uh, with a certain artist. And they did a crap load of transports. And we've we've worked events with that where this artist was at, and it just was like astronomical the amount of transports they did. And we were trying to explain to the health department that, hey, you know, there's something fishy going on. There's no reason why so many people had to go to the hospital. I'm like, you know, it's it's really I wasn't there, yeah. so I can't really say, you know, it could be everyone did have to go to the hospital. I don't know. Maybe it was a bad bunch of drugs going around. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, like I would assume, it, yeah. <laughs> I think they did more transports at that show than we've done the entire summer. And wow. We've done a lot of music festivals with a lot more people. Wow. And we had the same exact event, same security director even. So same security, per, you know, protocols, same exact artists, same lineup, same amount of people. We had the same event twice same artist everything twice two weeks ago and we did zero transports oh Man. wow yeah there's some so, fishy going on there so it's yeah so you, uh, right so like there was always an incentive so i was like hey why don't they always why don't they treat people on site like why don't they you know have a higher level of care and it's, it's a little bit hard to release someone a paramedic or an emt you know it gets a little bit involved you have to get a medical director on the phone if there's a high level you know index of suspicion where the person might have to go to the hospital it's very hard to release but you know now we've come up with protocols and by having doctors there and higher level of care and medical directors and certain protocols we're able to treat almost everything on site it's very very rare that we send people to a hospital and you're also giving people a peace of mind when you're there too like i feel like that's more of the incentive than anything else that you know people just probably feel like they're in better care because i can imagine like tripping balls at a festival and then someone be like you gotta go to the hospital uh, take yeah. this ambulance and now you're having a heart attack i'd probably have a heart attack in the ambulance before i even got to the hospital <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, people would be scared to go because that's what they think. They thought it was a one-way, you know, it's a one-way door. You go to a medical tent, you get kicked out. Yeah. You're either getting kicked out of the festival or you're buying yourself exactly, a trip to the hospital. Exactly, dude. Like, now, that's huge. It's like, oh, I got a, I need a Band-Aid. Okay, I'll go to a medical tent. You know, I'm, I drank a little bit too much. Oh, there's someone here that will just, you know, help me, you know. Sober up. Rehydrate me, sober me up. I have a, a safe place to hang out and... You know, they'll let me go back to the festival that I spent three hundred dollars on. Yeah, Do you you're have to... saving lives, man. Like, cause like that's another thing. Cause people, when they're fucked up, like I don't think that they're thinking like, like no one wants to be that friend or that person that like has to not only ruin their own time but ruin everybody else's time around them. Cause you're going with like a group of your like a group of your friends. No one wants to have to be that person like to have to make anybody else have to worry like, oh yeah. Mike went to the hospital and it's like fuck what like what because then it puts your friends in a situation and it's like are we bad friends for leaving the festival and going there or do we 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 kind of have to now we're obligated because you know this is yeah. the kind of the situation it sounds like you've been through this oh <laughs> no me no I just know I know a lot of people yeah of course I know a lot of people who get fucked up and go to these things and just you know most of the things is is just knowing is moderation is the key in anything you do if you do too much of anything you're gonna be too fucked up and then it's also just like he was saying is that people aren't honest with these people the only people because yeah. they're not cops they're not here to try and bust you and get you arrested they're just here to help you and if you're yeah. not honest with them on how you're how you're feeling or how you're doing then they're not going to be able to honestly treat you in the right capacity yeah and and that's exactly the sentiment we want to get out there like that's exactly what we want people to know you know we've all been there we've yeah. been in that situation and we're not we're not your we want to help you we we're not your enemy you know we'll do everything for you we advocate for you yeah. So like um, how someone has to pay to go take an ambulance, do they have to pay for your service? No, never. Um, oh. the, so it's all through the festival? All through the festival. So I mean, we, we're not strictly festivals. So we just did, you know, the World Economic Forum here. They moved, came from Davos to do it the first year. You know, we do all the Fashion Week stuff. Um, there's a lot of other things we do, but, you know, the festival thing is the big one. Dude, you're the CMR new wave, stations. man. You are mm-hmm. literally the new wave of doctors and and not and like I want to help you out with this cuz I know a shit I've been in the festival scene for a very long time. I know a shit ton of festivals like from Moonrise and and Baltimore to like a bunch of like festivals that that go even across the country that this would be a perfect perfect yeah. like oh, yeah. outlet no, for them, great. man. So, it's I definitely want to get you in touch it. with those people cuz this is the best thing and I have a question for you too. Um what do you think is like the hardest thing that that like your hardest part of your job when you're at these things and you're seeing someone too fucked up? Is it because they're not being too honest about about that or? Um, no, I, I we we do get a lot of um, chronic uh, like one of the last festivals we were at. It, it was three days. It, he was like our only transport. Not not that we don't try to transport people. They have to go to the hospital. They have to go to the hospital. We know, and we're like, okay, it's out of out, out of your our hands. Scope. Yeah, we can't really can't. Um, but sometimes, especially like at the end of the night, you know, it's already three hours after the event's over, and we're like, okay, there's no one. We're not going to be able to sit there. He's going to be here for another six hours, um, and there's no way to get them home. You know, people come to the festival, uh, you know, wearing booty shorts and they got no phone <laughs> and, and, and money, and you know, they, there's no way to get them home. We don't have a contact to send them home safely. So we're kind of stuck with them, and we're like, by the time they sober up, and then we have to figure out how they're going to get get a ride to wherever they're staying. So, like, we sometimes just, like, at the end of the night, we're like, okay, we got to transport. So 
um, just to get them out of our hands. <laughs> so uh, we'll get a lot of repeats. So like we did one of the recent festivals, like this guy was in there. He was, he was our transport the first two days. And then the third day he was our first patient again with the two hospitals. Really, really the and same like, dude. <laughs> like you just, yeah. like <laughs> we already got Mike on file. Don't worry. It's like, Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, bro. Phil. Come on. I, I, no, Have a I, seat. You're going to get him his own table at this point. <laughs> the, wor- the worst part was like we were trying to find family for him like for two nights trying to find someone. And the third day, just when we were like, okay, this guy's got to go. Like once he, because it was right at the beginning, like right at doors. And we found his brother who was just as fucked up. Yo, right? <laughs> it's right like back. you, your whole family and your friends are big pieces of shit. If like, that's, if like you're like the third third time, it's like, oh, what are you like funneling this dude vodka or something yeah. like that? It's like, come on, man. Like, how do you, and that's another thing that these things is like, you know. No one, everyone binges on Yeah, it's everything. like moderation. Like, I'll give you another per- crazy example. Like, I used to know this girl and uh, she went to Ultra Music Festival in Florida, and yeah, she was yeah Miami. And this girl, like she, well, I guess she was doing a little Molly or whatever that shit, and she mm-hmm. tried to sneak it into the festival, and she put it in her you know Kirkuka, yeah yeah, her yeah. thing, and she forgot about it in the, <laughs> in the festival, dude. And it and it like sweat right through her, and she really? yeah it sweat right through her, and like. Like she like OD'd at the festival, it didn't die, but like oh. she like had to go to the hot like had to go to the hospital for the rest of the weekend, and like like it's just things like that. It's like why aren't you smart enough to do that? And I can only thinking to myself too. Like I I was thinking like how do you call your parents the next day yeah. <laughs> and tell you like hey mom hey dad mm-hmm. yeah no, so you, you don't tell the truth. You're like I drank too much. <laughs> I just drank too much. We found eight grams of Molly in my system, but like it's. It's crazy at these things, man, because people just don't understand. It's like they go to escape it, but then they they escape a little too much. They're all young kids, mostly the ones that mess up like that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Most of your people are just like um, twenty years old, or with the with the drugs, it's usually you know the the real serious cases are usually the the younger the younger ones yeah. because they um you know they're inexperienced and they're trying for the first time and they go hard, yeah. uh, but. The older ones, you know, usually are the ones um, who are you know, have money to spend on alcohol and. Yeah, they think uh, they're. In, yeah, they think you. Th- you would think too that they would they would be seasoned enough and mature enough no. to understand like moderation is key. Like you do too much of anything, you're gonna get, get fucked up. up yeah. So like, have you ever so, been? Have you ever been to any of these like festivals or anything like that? Like, or is this kind of just work? Work. Not when I was. Um, not when I was um, growing up, but uh, when I never even knew what festivals were until I first started working them. Um, but now I really like them. I, I mean, I re- there's so many great aspects. Yeah, of course. Plus, like it's just you're like, enjoying the music. Yeah, and yeah. there's so many different yeah. stimulus that are going on. At, like you, uh, that at once. Like you know, you're working, so you know you're like kind of focused on. It sucks because you get to you have to kind of see like the the worst part of it like you know like because i've been to a couple of these things and you see someone drop right in front of you it's, and scary, it, it, it's yeah. scary it's a scary but it does bring out the you know it does bring out a lot of good in people you do see people like genuinely concerned oh yeah people uh, closing crowds running down to get securities like yeah. like because everyone's mean, in this out. together yeah, exactly it, it there really is it, it really is a great sense of community and uh you know People act like themselves, and so there, there's a lot of great parts to it. Yeah. Oh, of course, too. And do you, do you see like now they're trying to implement these uh, these kind of like these? They're called they're called um, oh, what's the fuck is it? They're called uh, 
Describe it. Oh, they're, it's, they're the, the tester kit camps. Like these people who pretty much go and test your drugs for you at these festivals. And, oh, and they bunker bunker police, bunker police. That's what they're oh, that's what they're called. A, there's a bunch of places like um, Dan Safe, Bunk Police. Yeah, Dan Safe is another one that they that they do. Yeah, it, it's it's um festivals have not allowed that in. We're we're like way behind, you know, Europe and a bunch of other places. Oh yeah, in Europe it's huge. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not kind of there. There's the Rave Act, which I, I, Joe Biden enacted the Rave Act back when he was congressman. Mm. And what it's was that? Um, what did the Rave Act say? It, it says that any promoter who knowingly promotes a party that uh, involves drug use can get up to 20 year jail sentence and a $250,000 fine. How can and, they determine if they're promoting it, though? Well, if you have drug testing kits by the door, you're offering them for sale. Yeah, then that means true. you know that there's <laughs> drugs being sold at your event. So yeah. um, promoters are very, very, you know, wary about it. Not that it's ever been the Rave Act. I don't think has ever been actually. Um, I don't think anyone's been prosecuted or whatever the correct term is where it's yeah. been put into use. Where they're like, okay, you violated the you Rave violated Act. the Rave Act, yeah. <laughs> but but people are very, very, very hesitant to even like give out you know paraphernalia that says you know this is the effects, this is what to look out for. Yeah. Um, it, it's we're getting there, but it's not there yet. You know, it's definitely. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get there to that level. I know there are some places in the you know in the world where I believe London has a, a club where if you come into the club and you don't test your drugs by the door, then you can go to jail. But if you do test your drugs, then it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know if we'll ever get there, but um, who knows if we want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's going to uh, – most people are going to try it. I mean, let's be real. People are going to try drugs. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to happen every festival. And you have no idea what they're buying. And I've seen people who you know, thought they were taking one thing and then ended up you know, taking something really different and really, really almost dying. So, Oh, like you'll determine what they took? We, we won't know exactly what they took, but uh, it's – not what they think. They're like, oh, I bought some pure MDMA and pure, <laughs> it's pure Molly, and it's like nothing to do with Molly. Yeah, it's like heroin or something. Yeah, yeah. like afterwards we get the tests back and it's an opiate. And yeah, it's something totally different. Yeah, I heard something off of uh, off of that where I I'm in this like uh, this like kind of like this rave group across just uh, with a bunch of people go to different festivals and someone was suggesting something where you know how like they wear the candy on their wrist. Like all the yeah, bracelets, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. those bracelets. They yeah. were saying that one. They make it, yeah. Yeah, so they were saying that one of the things that someone should do is that they should wear a bracelet like around their ankle, saying like whatever drug that they kind of do. So if they get taken into a paramedic like that, they know they right know away without having to be like, "Would you take? Would you take?" Yeah, exactly. Because someone could be like incoherent at, at some points. Do you think that that would is something that would help you, or do you think that's something that just promotes? them doing drugs because <laughs> there was two sides well, of the spectrum of it it was like well you know why do we have to have people do people should do moderate like know what their limit is but you know it's, it's, you know i've been getting actually a lot of people have been asking me about narcan like oh do you think narcan is is something that should be made available to the public well, what is narcan again it's it's um or it's not narcan is or naloxone it's uh, for the opioid crisis like all the police departments have it now it's like Kind of like an EpiPen, and you jab someone with it. It's oh shit! Appearing. Yeah, I heard of that. <laughs> Excuse me. It's okay. And to be honest, it, it, like something like Narcan, 
everyone, when we go into a new place, uh, all the police departments, like our, all the sheriffs are like, hey, how much Narcan do you got? You're going to see so many overdoses. And it's true. On the street, when, you know, people take heroin on the street, you know, on the street corner at, or at home on their couch, you know, they don't. They don't do that at a music festival. Oh, yeah. That's, and, like, the last thing you probably would need. No one wants to be down and sleepy. Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a story about Narcan because my friend, she was at a festival, and her her friend she was with did acid, and he just had, like, a crazy reaction. He started seizing out, and the paramedics came, and they were about to give him Narcan, and she's like, what are you giving him Narcan for? Like, that's for opiates. Exactly. And she and they're like, wait, that's for opiates? Like, they didn't even know. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you're not giving that to him. I'm not letting you. And she just, like, didn't let him. And then, like, they decided can not to. Can you have to. a bad re- Can you, like, can that be something that you that could kill you if you're not supposed to needing Narcan? No, like- it won't. It doesn't have any adverse effects. I mean, it does have adverse effects. Like, you vomit. You, you know, you, you, you shit your pants, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, uh, and you have to be scared actually. If you give, if you give a, if you give a junkie Narcan, um, usually, you know, if they're, if they're on the street, you know, I'm talking about a real junkie, yeah. um, not your typical festival door, but if you give it to them, you know, usually they saved up a lot of money or they took their methadone and saved it up for a while to get that good high. And then you give them Narcan, it reverses the effects. It makes you feel very nauseous mm. um, and it reverses it really, really fast. It really does save a lot of lives. Um, because their their respiratory drive gets suppressed, um, but the first thing they do is get really really angry and they start swinging at you. So, <laughs> those, you know, it is a little bit. There are some bad effects to giving Narcan, but if you don't need it, you know, if someone took acid and you give them Narcan, it's not going to affect. You know, it's not going to yeah, do yeah. anything bad to them. Mm-hmm. But like they always ask us, uh, how much Narcan you bring, and they get this tunnel vision where they say, oh. You know, oh, everything's going to be Narcan. Narcan, it's going to save, but it's not true. Like, we hardly, I could count on, you know, one hand how many times we give a Narcan out at a music festival. And it's usually someone who, like, just had their appendix removed and was on a bunch of pain pills and decided to drink. You know, like, they didn't, they didn't, you know, come in and take something that needs Narcan. Yeah. Um, But I think that, you know, if if people wrote, we we got, like, we, we get certain crowds. Like, we'll know the DJ and the crowd that follows them and then what type of drugs they took. And we're like, oh, ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy. Oh, wow. That's genius that you're, like, in the mix of these people. Like, if it's, like, a if it's like a slow, melodic kind of person, you know, these people are just doing acid and they're just, like... <laughs> or mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, or mushrooms or something like that. But if you have someone that's... <laughs> 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 you're just like, this guy's on a shit ton of ecstasy. Or coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to be careful that we don't give ourselves that tunnel vision. Oh, of course. We, like, a lot of times their friend will come in and say, hey... This guy, t- we all took Molly, and we all took the same batch of Molly. And sometimes they might have, their friend might have taken something else that On top exacerbates of it. it, right? Or, or they thought they all took Molly, or and mm. it wasn't Molly. You yeah. know, they bought it from someone. Which goes know, back the to street. these tester kits things, like that. It shows, like you know, that like I know at a lot of music festivals, you see them more at camping festivals than you do anything else because technically can't the camping fe- the camping side of it the campsite are usually off the grounds of where the actual festival is so i know like at like electric forest and like at uh where's another one uh campisco they have they have a lot of different off-site camp bunker police that go there and they just go through the campsites and usually if you go to these fest these like camping festivals anyway there's a bunch of heady kids that are just like I got my own tester kit anyway so like <laughs> I test all my shit which is the smarter way to do you know what I mean? you can call this guy a drug addict but like it's the smartest way to do drugs because you at the end of the day like you said you don't know what people are giving you with these things it's like the number but, one rule like don't take candy from a stranger but 
Yeah. It's true. It definitely does help. And you know if you're getting things that are pure, but it also doesn't test for a bunch of things that it's missing from the test kits. It depends what type of test kit you buy. And I don't know that much about the test kits, to be honest. You know, I know the mm -hmm. basics. But um, it's also, it depends. You know, a girl who's 90 pounds soaking wet that takes Molly for the first time and, you know, has a career boyfriend who, you know, is 220 pounds that takes it every day it's quite a different effect. You know, she takes yeah. the same amount as him. She's going to die. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's all how you do. You see that, that with like heroin, like I've lost, mul I've lost multiple friends through heroin because like I had a one, one of my friends, he went to jail for a little bit. He came back out of jail. He tried to do the same amount of dosage and batch that he yeah. would usually do. And, you know, killed him. So it's, it's oh, crazy. That's, that's, that's actually how a lot of people die because of that. You know, they build, their body builds up a tolerance and they think they go right back to it. And, yeah, it's not muscle uh, memory when it comes to those kind of things. Exactly. Like, which mm. is crazy. So what is what is what do you think from your experience? How many events have you guys done so far? Oh. Like in, uh, like how probably. long wait, for first off, when did you guys launch and when did Yeah, I was going to ask, let's get some background. We started in 2011. Okay, wow. Uh, so you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, we didn't do any big festivals at first. You know, it was just small things, one EMT, you know, by conferences, you know, uh, architectural digest, you know, like small shows, trade shows, things like that. We started, then we started working in clubs, and then we started the big festivals. I believe our first festival was Governor's Ball in 2014. Oh, awesome, yeah. That's a big one, yeah. I was at that one. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then, and then we do all of them in New York, like all the festivals in New York. Um, our next one, we just did a smaller one, um, but it wasn't really a music festival. It was in, um, uh, it was, um, in Memphis, Tennessee this past weekend, Mempho, Mempho uh, Fest. Nice. Um, but that was easy. Uh, our next Halloween's going to be pretty big, but those aren't festival festivals. You know, they're large. Like Travis Scott's going to be eight thousand people. Oh yeah, and um, I'm sure you're booked for like multiple, especially Halloween. Like you said, you probably there's oh, yeah. multiple Halloween parties going on. Everyone's trying to do something. So yeah, there are hundreds of them. I mean, New York, we 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 like almost everyone works um, Halloween, and then um, our next big one is we're doing Bass Nectar in Atlanta. Oh, dude, I'll be there. Oh, no, Yo, we have to link up. Back. We have to hang out. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell fucking yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna see you. Pr I feel like I'm gonna see you pretty much. <laughs> now you're gonna be. Yeah, you, we're gonna be. We're gonna be very good friends, dude. I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, Facebook me. I, I do. I post all this stuff. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> and then um, we're doing our next festival. Festival is Okeechobee. Oh sweet, um, I went there too. Oh god, we're yeah, yeah. in the same circuit, man. And as I said, yeah. I have a lot of different, like, I have a lot of different plugs at a lot of these different festivals. Like, as a, Moonrise should be another one that you guys should be looking at next year. That's in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. It's very, yeah, very we've, big. Yeah, we've spoken to them, uh, hopefully. Yeah, uh, I, I know I know the dude did, uh, who runs, Boston. I knew the dude who runs the whole thing. So I'll, I'll get you guys Weinstein. in content. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I spoke, I spoke to him. Nice. Do you, um, so you also go uh, across the country and do events, too, you said. You sent it, you went to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago we did um, uh, in L.A. Historic Park. They had their first um, – it wasn't a festival. It was Interpol um, played at uh, L.A. Historic Park. It was closed for about six years for renovations. Mm. Uh, oh, nice. So we just did that. That was about 20,000 people there, but it was just a one-day concert. Now, are you the only company that does, does this? this at all? Um, there are a couple other ones. Um, I definitely think we're – taking over the market oh no you know, of course because i'm thinking like out of the country too like i'm sure like there's there's a plenty of things like i have a no a shit ton of people that work on the festival circuit in canada that you know this i feel like yeah, this would be perfect for we've been we um we we did um 
I, I've been on the Mad Decent tour for the past three years. So we do all the Mad Decent stuff. And they were in Canada, and then they asked us to do a bunch of stuff in Canada. The politics there was a little bit hard, so and also they, you know, they're socialized medicine and everything, so it's a little bit hard to compete. But yeah, of course, um, everyone's everyone gets the same healthcare out there, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 the market is definitely there. You know, people there's a lot of volunteer organizations that do stuff, or you know, they they'll look to like the local volleys that say, hey, we'll do this for free, you know, because it's fun for them, but it's not it's not a fun. It, it is fun. We have fun working it. We love it, but. It's not, you know, you, you have, have to be to serious. Yeah, you're uh, there to do a job. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and you have the hardest job. People don't give you guys enough credit at these things because you are literally saving people's lives. Like, oh, we got we got more more calls. I remember going in uh, to to some of the, the the hardest thing is getting some of these small towns, these small counties that say, hey, uh, you know, we can handle it. You know, our our fire department can handle this, and <laughs> we we we're like. I remember it was um, a battle with, um, I mean, I shouldn't be saying names, but like Okeechobee County, you know, they have 30,000 people living there during their busy season, you know, during the winter. And they were bringing in the first year 35,000 campers for a music festival. And they were like, oh, we can handle, we can handle it. It's not a problem. It's like, no, you can't. And, <laughs> and we were like, do you realize, like, you're not just going to double your population. It's not going to double your call volume that you're still going to have to respond to like grandma slipping in the shower and the car accidents and everything else you're going to be having four times swamped. the calls yeah because... swamped so when they saw us like the first day they were like I, I think we have the first day more patients than the their local hospital saw in a month <laughs> so you know it's it's something especially the first year festivals when you go into small little towns they don't want anything to do with us because they're like oh we can handle it we handle all our calls they get very territorial until they see what happens. <laughs> and then, yeah, then and by then next they're year, they're like, please come here. Please come back. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm sure, like like you said, the first year of Kachobi, like, oh, no, but now, like, I was at the one last year, and like you said, there was 35,000 people there. There was a shit ton, like, a shit ton of people in there, and it's just going to get bigger every year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this was, like, absolutely. Okeechobee's, like, Okeechobee's, like, second or third year that they did it. So, like, by their fourth and fifth year, it's going to be, like, a staple in the town. So they, they have to account for that. Oh no, uh, they they appreciate it. It's I mean we've gotten calls during festivals where people call us up in a panic and say, "Hey, there's no more ambulances in the county." Um, we did it actually, uh, Base Nectar in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, nice. Uh, this past New Year's, uh, they did it. Uh, their fire department. There were two-hour wait times for the regular 911 calls on New Year's Eve, where they do get a spike, you know, because people are out partying, and the fire department couldn't cover anything. So they almost pulled the plug on that, and then they brought us in. Um, yeah, and, and I'm sure that they'd be stupid for them not to charge, like hire you guys, because I don't know how much how how it works with like their local town to do it. But I'm sure that your rates are like like at least not only competable with them, but even cheaper than it because you're doing everything on site and. Like, like I'm sure they're making more money by having these people go and take an ambulance there. But like you said, like, that's just a clutter. That's just a waste of something. Well, not really a waste, but, like, there's so many other things going on in the town that, like, this should just be let us focus on this and you guys focus on everything else that's going on in the area. Yeah, no, it's 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 um the the, the sticker shock is real. You know, a promoter that has, you know, for example, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just saying, like, someplace like Birmingham, Alabama – you know, that where uh, I don't know if the fire department charged them a fee to cover the event, but they had crazy amount of transports 
And when we came in, we did not, we did like not even a fraction that like, I think they had like something like 37, it was in the news. That's why I could talk about it. Like 37 transports the year before. And we did two. So, um, but for the promoter, it's like, oh, now we're paying all this money for doctors, you know, all this staff on site. And sometimes it does lower the rates, you know, on the ambulance side where they don't have the ambulances sitting there because we don't need, we don't do the transports. Um, and ambulances do cost a lot of money to sit on site. So sometimes it just switches, you know, we switch it around the matrix where mm-hmm. we'll have like higher level of care on site, but lower the ambulance side of it. So yeah. it, it comes out even, but the other part is, you know, God forbid you have one bad outcome, your event shut down or the county says, Oh, there's no way you're doing this event again. It's super dangerous. It yeah. overwhelms our, our emergency rooms. We can't handle it, you know, find someplace else to do it. So and those counties are dumb. Up. Those counties are so dumb because, like, you know, if you think about, it, like, the amount of money that the the town revenues from all these festivals and the the amount of people that are coming in, like, like you said, like the town is like thirty thousand in the winter time, and they have thirty five thousand people coming for one weekend. Like that's yes. you know that's food, local pop, mom and pop shops that are making a shit ton of money. Like that's it, the whole town just gets so much yep. revenue. That's why, like, I know Vegas, like EDC Vegas. Like they, they, I watched an interview with like the, the mayor of the whole, the whole town. And she's like, we love when these festivals come to us because like, it's just, it's so good for the community. Yeah. For a weekend, it's a little more crowded and it's a little more cluttered for the weekend. But like overall the the town comes out on top, like, you know what I mean? And like, you're not obviously like, God forbid, but like people are can die you know what i mean it's life it's yeah, it's what the happens the economic impact is something that you know when a, a, a small town wants to come in and uh and, and you know s- starts pitching the festival of idea the first thing they say is like oh this is going to be such a strain but and they they come back and say hey this is going to be you know put your town on the map it's going to be huge and the economic impact is gonna yeah be the amazing. promotions from all and over they don't believe it they don't believe it until it actually happens. And then after they see the economic impact, they're like, okay, please don't go anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, you're, how behind the times are you? <laughs> like, just uh, open exactly. up your laptop and look and just Google whoever's coming to your town. You'll see <laughs> he has 5 million followers. You got to expect, like, even if, if, a, if, a, if a percentage of that comes, that's still a ridiculous amount of money you're bringing in. Oh, Absolutely. Which is crazy. So now, do you guys have speaking that you travel all over the country? Do you have like a set core group of people, like doctors? Yeah, how many they, people are working? Like you, do they travel with you, or or do you have like do you kind of like recruit from the town? So everyone has to be um, licensed locally. So okay. you know we don't take our doctors from state to state unless we have some doctors that actually love this so much. They love doing these things so much, so they'll get licensed in other states. And we, we prefer having the same the same staff just because they you know they get to see it how it works stuff yeah like the camaraderie that. they and know the the, the they, drills they know the exactly. drill yeah but we we usually um, have local teams so we we will send out for the first couple like for the first if we do a big event in a new state we'll send out a bunch of core staff that of ours and, and we have some great managers in all different states um, so we'll send out some some core people to just oversee it train the new people. And then slowly we'll develop a team that, you know, is just for that state. Now, does it take a long time for them to get licensed in other states if they want to travel like that? Um, it depends. Like paramedics and EMTs, which is a bulk of our thing, uh, bulk of our, our, our staff, because they're trained 
you know, working outside the hospital without all the hospital resources, which is really what a, a festival, uh, you know, the festival footprint is. It's it's on the street, really. Mm-hmm. You don't have the hospital behind you and, you know, the blood work, all that stuff. Um, but... Um, Sorry, I lost the first. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was. I was just saying, like, how long, how much the the licensing goes if someone wants to travel. Uh, uh, so if you're a paramedic, you get you could get nationally registered. Uh, we don't, but it, it gets it, it's not cost effective for us to pay for people to travel. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure doctor, you go to all these things though, right? Like, are you at almost every event, like every big no, event? I'm sure. I mean, you know. Thank God we expanded so much that it's impossible for me to be. We have so many on the same weekends or that are all over the place that I can't be at all of them. Um, but, but you get to pick and choose, I'm sure. Well, since you're yeah. the boss, you got yeah. the best. You yeah, got yeah. the best part. You get to see which one <laughs> you want to. Get to cherry pick. Exactly, yeah. you get to travel <laughs> the ones that you really do want to see, or the, the the things that really are too. And you get to probably travel. I think places. I feel like they really need me at Coachella this time. <laughs> 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 We 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 send we sometimes if we can't find like a local doctor or someone, uh, we'll we'll pay for a doctor to get their license in a different state. It's it's usually not that hard to get licensed in other states. There's a lot of reciprocity. So, for example, New York. I'm in New York. Pretty much any state that we touch, there's reciprocity. Since our protocols are much more advanced than the other ones, um, they like at New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all these places that touch New York, we we're automatically certified there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go to like someplace like Memphis, I'm not certified in Memphis unless uh, we have a national registry, but we don't, we don't really send people. Like it's, it's just not cost. And I'm sure these really. people can reach out to you too. Like if like, for example, you're going, if there's an event in Memphis, I'm sure there's Memphis doctors that say, Hey, I would like to work. It- oh yeah. We, we've got, we have over 4,000 applicants. Oh wow. Sitting on hold. Wow. Yeah. And we have a, our staff is over 2,000 people already. Wow, God bless, dude. Like, I'm so yeah. happy for you. Like, cause this is amazing. Like, cause I just, I'm, I'm in it. I've been in it. You're I've in been, that world. Yeah, dude. I'm in that world. I've been going to festivals and events, and music has been a very influential part of my life for at least the last ten years. Like, I remember the first show I ever went to was was in 2009, 2010. It was like Izu. Which one? It was Izu. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, right. ever since then, like, I was like, I've been in and out of these things and it's like you know people don't give you guys enough credit and coming from someone who is a who's a fan and, and a festival goer like i i tip my hat to you and i commend you guys so much for thank you because you have the hardest you literally have the hardest job at, at, at we, this we love it and i think it shows and we literally like have a fan base like we have people who come in just to say hey what's up remember you saved my life last festival yeah, yeah, thank we, you. We, and that's probably we, the best part of your job, too, is getting those people that come in and actually are appreciated and the ones, you know, because maybe most of them are too fucked up to remember. But <laughs> Oh, no, it's great. I, I actually, a, a girl, she just told me uh, uh, two weeks ago, she, I met her at Schlitherbahn. I forgot the name of the festival out in, <laughs> in Tex-Mex. I, I forgot. You know, it's a Schlitherbahn in Texas, water park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Never and I remember that. meeting her because she was getting harassed by the cops. She was wearing, like, you know, weed candy, you know, like weed socks, all, all weed. She was, yeah. everything was just, and they, they decided to like harass her and search her for weed, which she didn't have any. <laughs> but she was saying, she ended up staying, she was staying across from me in the hotel and we were talking and she was asking me what I do. And I told her and she's like, oh my God, you can work at a festival as a paramedic. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. It's like, so she dropped out of college. 
went back. She's from Texas, and she dropped out of college, went to, to EMT school. This was almost three years ago. She just finished her EMT school, and she's like, oh, my God, I love it, um, becoming a paramedic just in my wow. life. Wow. Wow. So, God bless, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. How old are you, by the way? I'm old. I'm 37. Oh, you no. do not sound you. I could have sworn you were like, like 20s. Yeah, like 20s. <laughs> Thank you. Hell no, yeah. I'm, uh, I got a late start. So you've been doing it for yeah, but you've been doing this for you said 2009 or so. 2011, but I've been a medic in New York City since 1998. So. Oh God, oh, wow. yeah, nice. It's awesome, man. So yeah. That's that's really cool. So do you have uh, do you have anything that you uh any like random dr- is there any drugs? I was that gonna seen? say like what's your story? Like yeah, do you have it, some crazy it, stories? I'm, I'm sure, sure you have some crazy things that like you you've seen on the job. Baby. Even in your time as yeah, a paramedic, and I, obviously everything you're disclosed because you're a doctor or a medic, so you can't no, really medic. disclose names or anything. I'm not. We're not no. asking for that. We. No. We, uh, I mean, I, I kind of pigeonholed myself on this one because we. I didn't realize you're a festival fan and music fan, but we do so many other cool things besides the music circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the World Economic Forum, I was saying in the beginning, you know, came from Davos to New York for the first time ever. You know, how many times do you get to see like 25 presidents walk in front of you? Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, not that we were busy, <laughs> but um, the fashion shows are, you know, all the fashion shows being back. We do like Victoria's Secret. Yeah, you oh, probably get you them. Go. You probably get sad, like like it's like probably just they're not eating enough or like anorexic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, like they're very very healthy girls. They're always like they're like eating ice cream before they walk on the road. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty weird. Like, um, not but, the stereotype. Um, yeah, not like stereotype cocaine models that are yeah. just doing that. Yeah, like are just too fucked up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're not. You're not uh, that far off base, but. Um, I'm going to actually just look, I'm going to try, it's, it's actually pretty slow right now, but I'm just looking at our schedule of stuff that we've, uh, we're like doing this past week. So we just did like a food, a, a vegan food and wine fest that actually came from Montreal or Canada. I heard about that festival. Joe that would love I'm that. a vegan, so like, I, but I so missed vegan. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go to that so bad. <laughs> I've really been pissed. I missed it. I heard it was awesome. It was, it was, it was pretty packed, but it was, uh, it was, um, there were long lines for everything. I kind of gave up getting food. Yeah. Um, we just did Comic-Con at Javits Center. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. We did, um, you know, Bruno Mars at NASA Coliseum. Uh, we just did all the, the high holidays. You know, all the synagogues hired us for, for the fast day. Um, did you? So you Comic-Con- probably get different calls every time you do, every time you see. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. we're, depending on where the festival you are, you can you can kind of gauge on what, like you said before, you ask these DJs or you see these events, you probably see like, all right, oh, we're going to like the synagogue, like the what, you know, what to kind of expect. But obviously, you said you can't give yourself tunnel vision from that because anything can happen. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I mean, we're doing, you know, we're doing. Um, I think in Boston a wine festival, and then at Pier ninety four, we're doing uh, a New York Food and Wine Expo mm-hmm. on the twelfth to the sixteenth. So, you know, those are different things. People have allergies to different foods. You know, did, we'll have allergic reactions. We'll have people who drink too much. Did you have um, anything at Comic-Con go on? Nothing, right? You know what? I don't know, but if something really would have happened, I would have known about it. Yeah, yeah like, so no, we just good. did one. It's a good thing when he doesn't hear anything. People probably, <laughs> yeah. What could be like happening at Comic-Con? We, we did, um, like, Comic-Con, and we didn't do the Comic-Con itself in um, San Diego, but we did a lot of offshoots. Like, we were hired by all the different offshoot things. So we, did, we were, like, hired by the Walking Dead promo. And they had where you just activation where you 
jump off like a wall or something or a fence. Mm. A person can jump off and then they're like fall into something and then a bunch of zombies actors come and attack them. <laughs> um, but but it's a, like a 35 foot drop. Yeah, so it's still dangerous. You're probably just like, you're like momming everyone like, oh, God, please be careful. So, yeah, so they have us standing there, like literally standing there with like equipment just in case the ride malfunction or someone bangs into one of the poles. (laughs) Yeah. Would you Uh, ever turn something down? Like, nah, it's not big enough for us. (laughs) Uh, No, not not big enough. We've turned things down where we felt it was unsafe. So if someone tells us, hey, we're going to have a, you know, 30,000 person EDM festival. We just want an EMT or one ambulance. Oh, you're like, fuck off, no. dude. Like, what are we and not going to, it's overwhelming for that one dude. Like, he'd yeah. go crazy. But forget about that. The liability is huge. And you know what? Gut instincts have always been, whenever I've pulled out of something, that event was canceled like a week before. So that means we would have had everything in place, spent a shitload of money. They wouldn't have paid us. And I've, it's always been the promoters who are like, oh no, we're going to save money. We're not going to do it the way you want. We're going to hire someone else. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we can't Dude, do like, it. you are the one thing that you should not cut corners at. Like, you can cut corners on a lot of fucking things at these events, but, like, you guys <laughs> are the thing that you are not. Like, and if, and that, like you said, like, if that's the, the mentality that they're going to look into, you can already tell from the get-go that they are not, like, like really committed to, to making it. And they're all about money. Because that's how these uh, things, like, mm-hmm. those are the worst part. Like, I know, for example, I keep bringing back Moonrise. But like they start implemented something that I, I don't see a lot, that I now see a lot of festivals doing now where they have people they hire volunteers who walk around literally just with like get yeah. like water bottles and they so just in the crowd and they just squirt people with water <laughs> bottles who are like just, on the bench of a basketball yeah game. <laughs> you're li- they're literally the water boys and girls of like these they throw fe- you a towel yeah of these festivals and like you you think like because when you're in the when you're in the front row of a of a rail like and there's probably eleven thousand people behind you like. If you drop, you know, it's it's a long ways from that rail to the medical tent when all you needed was just, like, some, some water. Yeah, some water. And that's probably the biggest thing is people don't hydrate themselves. That's probably the one thing. Yeah. We we actually have a nonprofit um, called Ambassador Foundation, and we do that program almost by all our festivals. Oh, amazing. So, so, so genius. It. Yeah, that's the number one thing because that's yeah, that's saving you not only your your medical staff time and 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 energy, but it's just like those little things like that that are just, you know, that could be the difference from between someone like really getting sick and over dehydrated and like God yeah. forbid something going wrong. We so we we do actually. Um, we started this program actually by Electric Zoo the first year we were hired for Electric Zoo in 2014. You know, after they had the hall, the hall, a bunch of issues. Oh um, yeah, that was a big year. So it was in the news. We start. They actually it was the way we got the contract. They kind of told us, "Hey, we have this idea. We want to have a safety program. If you can put something together and implement it, the medical contract's yours." So we sat down, we designed this program, and we called them zookeepers. <laughs> um, and, and genius, like, genius, <laughs> you're and, a genius man. And they did a whole, they did a whole article on it in, uh, in, one of, in the weekend edition in the New York Times. They did a whole two-page article about the zookeepers of the zoo and what's the safety measures being implemented for, the, for, the, for 2014. Amazing. And it was great. It was all, we got, I went to all the medical schools and the nursing schools, and we recruited all people who had some type of training and they had like these safety beacons where they would hold it up in the air if they had a call and they were handing out water and they were trained what to do if they had an emergency and it was great it worked amazing Mm -hmm. um 
And of course, everyone's eyes was on the program because this was like being pushed as they had a video, like a safety video that they had you had to watch before you walked into the festival. That was one of the things, but I don't know how effective that was. Yeah, I don't think and anybody like skipped was, over it. <laughs> yeah, this was the the main change to the festival was the zoo capers, and everyone was watching the program, and it worked amazing. So now it's pretty hard to get an event passed in New York to do an event without it, without having it. And it's something we bring to other states. For me, it's a little bit hard because we already have our hands full with the medical, and this is volunteers. I mean, it's paid. It's a nonprofit, so sometimes people are paid, sometimes not, depending on the promoter. But it's, you know, we had there a hundred pairs of eyes that were semi-trained and what to look for, you know? Yeah, and that's crazy. They all were certified in CPR. They all knew what to do. They knew how to interact. It was great. It worked so well. So we do it now by all the other festivals. Um and and it's really working out great for us. And most of the time, people I'm sure wouldn't want don't want to get paid. They just want to go and be in in the festival. Like that's half. Like like you said, that girl who does it. Like, you know, like they like they're probably happy with the compensation that they get to go for this festival for three days. And you know, because if you think about it, these tickets usually run to like three to four hundred dollars for a weekend. So they're saving. Oh, yeah. They're saving that, and not only that, they're doing a great job, and they're they're, they're actually do have a purpose of being there instead of just being another. Slop tart walking around the festival. Slop tart. <laughs> Slop tart. <laughs> <laughs> Two times. No, no, they and they they really um, they, they really embrace it. We had a lot of also people who volunteered <coughs> and you know applied to us and we've hired them because they've done a great job. Yeah. So actually, it's one of the best ways to get hired by us, just because there's so much competition. Everyone wants to work for us, which is great. I love it. But, yeah, it's um, the best part it's of the job. One of the best ways to get in. We, like some paramedics or nurses who, or doctors even who have been, you know, have 20 years on the job and then they want to come work for us. And we're like, hey, there's no more room. Unfortunately, we're not hiring anymore for the season, but there's this volunteer opportunity if you want. And then if they do a good job, we, we end up hiring them right away. Yeah, it's like a little kind of like an – it's like your interview process is going to – it's like the coolest interview ever is going to a festival and meeting your boss. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know? great. Are you gonna be at you're gonna be at ATL this year for Base Nectar, or are you you have another event for New uh, Year's yeah, Eve? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We're gonna kick it then, homie. We're gonna meet okay. up. We're totally. I'm down. Good. We we just booked our hotel rooms, so we'll be down there. We do a lot there. We do uh, shaky beats and shaky knees. Um, nice. Yeah, so we do a lot of things in Atlanta, and then uh, I think we did shaky beats, shaky knees, and then we went down to hang out and then hang out mm, nice. all the yeah i was at shaky beats last year it was it was dope nas played and it, he played all of illmatic and it was it was yeah. amazing dude it was oh. amazing it was so good and like you know that's because they that was the 20th anniversary for illmatic so he yeah he did a, it was yeah. funny because it's like a whole edm festival and then it's nas you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like and it's funny because like he's such a like a uh, og and like there was hardly anybody there at his set and i'm just uh. like how you all all you people suck yeah like the fact that you're gonna go cut you're gonna slide up on nas uh. to go see some dude press a button <laughs> like yeah like no they, they actually have Atlanta's crowd, like Shaky Beast and Shaky Knees, was very, very, very polite, well-behaved. Oh, yeah. They almost put us out of a job. I mean, it, it's <laughs> like we, we really did not expect it to be that easy. I, I don't know if it's Atlanta and it's hot and people don't want to drink <laughs> or take drugs. Yeah, you know, know that was my thing, too, coming there from, like, you know, you get this New York mentality and, like, you're going to Atlanta, Georgia. And, like, the first thing everyone's saying, like, be careful, it's Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. And then I'm just like, there's crackheads on the street, like, giving me high fives. Like, like I'm – It was – yeah, it was surprisingly one of our best crowds was both of those shows. 
um, was shaky knees and shaky knees. Like it was, we just, our, our volume, like our patient count and the severity of the patients was like unbelievable. It was just, it was a really great crowd. Nice. Yeah. So what kind of music are you into? What do you, what, what is your, I actually like EDM now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I was going to say, like, I'm sure going to all these events, you, you kind of get to get a first round thing. You kind of have to like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I know an event like they could have used you at out here that just happened. Bacon fest. Bacon fest was people having heart attacks from all the, oh, yeah, from all the grease. Have, <laughs> have you ever heard of bacon fest? Anyone? No, where is that? It's out east on Long Island over here. Oh, okay. But the Coliseum, we cover NASA Coliseum. Oh, wow. Nice. Did you hear about like that 2 years ago, that haunted Coliseum, that like shit show of a of a crazy event no. that happened over there? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that dude. was like one of the last ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was so scary. So we just started there this year when they reopened. There was a new contract for us. Yeah, I was going to say cuz it was scary. I remember I didn't go to the I didn't end up going to that. I was I was working, but like dude, they had like over like like four they had four stabbings they had like a bunch yeah. of chicks got like raped and stuff like it was yeah. really yeah it was super aggressive and intense like people were having sex inside of the coliseum like it was like it was pretty at, raunchy at bacon fest and anyway to go back <laughs> they they How do you uh, transition to that <laughs> yeah I, just, I, I have to get it out before i forget um so everything there is made of bacon obviously like they wrap Hot dogs and bacon, case bacon quesadillas, bacon fried in bacon fat, like whatever, <laughs> bacon bacon, and it ended up they had um, an army truck there, and it was on a hill, and it got loose, went down the hill, and hit a lady in the arm. Her arm ended up having to get decapitated, like amputated. Oh, yeah. Was it? Was it right she there? She had to amputate her arm. Oh that, my god! Yeah, imagine if you had that one. That's... Yeah, right. You're bacon. You're bacon. You're never going to bacon. Every time yeah. she sees bacon, she has 6, like a 000. traumatizing effect. She can never eat breakfast ever again. Yeah, she's getting paid, but still, she lost an arm. That's crazy. There's there's a museum out there, like an army museum out in Long Island, right? Uh, they have a couple of bases out here. They they just made one of like the biggest bases. By there was actually a base in my town, and they actually just made it into like a, a like an HOA, like a like a nice little area neighborhood. But what was cool about it is that they gave pretty much first come to like army and like navy and like marine uh, vets who just like just came out of the out of the service, and they kind of gave them first service, and they yeah. gave them like a huge cut down on on like living there. I got to I got to look it up because we did um we just did this past like 2 weeks ago we did a, something out at one of these museums uh for an army museum that I think they were filming in Practical Jokers and they were shooting up a car with a tank and um and we they hired us Oh um, that's so cool. So you probably did you get to meet any of the jokers like No, Joe? I, didn't, I didn't go out there. Um but it, it wasn't it wasn't, you know, very intensive. We had one EMT out there. Oh, that's crazy. That's it's so cool. As I said, that your job is like you are the most oh, important person at at the thing, and it must give you such uh, purpose and like kind of like a, you know, it makes you feel good. Because one of the jobs, like people, a lot of these people at these things, like they're they're just making trying to make money off these people, and you're the one pe- you're the one group of um, people who are working there who are actually doing something good for the people uh, I, at these don't things. Don't get me wrong, we still you know we're in it. Um, uh, finance. I got my MBA in finance. So. Oh no, of course. Uh, yeah, you gotta make. You should make. You should make the most money. Um, you should be making the most money. You should be making more money than these fucking DJs that are playing at these things. You should be the headliner. <laughs> yeah, you go on stage. Yeah, 
Like it's... the DJs, the DJs are actually really cool. Actually, mm. a lot of the DJs are not um, are, are pretty cool with it. Like they won't play if there's not. You know, they'll want to see what the medical deployment is. Oh, nice. Um, Did you get to meet very... any of these artists? Any artists that you've gotten to oh, meet over yeah. the years? Oh, we, that we're friends with all of them. Oh, really? Um, give you yeah. name, name, talk name dropping. Skrillex. Actually, just to give a shout out, like Diplo uh, just donated. He started at Whole Trend to donate money to the victims of Las Vegas. Um, you know. They were one of the first people to hire us to go on tour with them. So, oh, you know, nice. those guys are all great. So you got to all meet them. Wes. Yep, Wes and all those people. We're, we're on tour with them, so we, we oh, travel with them. So. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. Super cool. Oh, we got to deal with a lot of the DJs. You know, they always, um, you know, they I know most of them by first. You know, they know me by first. It's funny great. because that's the thing is, like, when you when you hear people say, like, I, it's so funny when you talk to people in the industry. And I've... I've you know, through going to a lot of these events and working in the music industry myself, you know, you, you start talking about people and they're like, who's John? It's like, oh, no, I mean like Midnight Terrace or like 12th Planet or like all these fucking people. And they're just like, oh, what? You, you're talking to them? It's like, yeah, they have real names. They're real people. Like yeah, short of like and, Dylan and Francis. Are, Dylan Francis, like they're all awesome. Most of them are really, really cool. It's very rare that we get, you know, that I have an interaction with them that they're nasty to us. I mean, there are a couple, but... Um, most of them are just really, really down to earth. Yeah, they should be. How can you be They're mean to the me- How can you be mean to the medical staff? Like, if you're mean to the medical staff, you're just a totally horrible person <laughs> inside and out. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. So, like, what is uh is there something that you've seen at one at any of these festivals, any of the events that like you were kind of surprised by, like someone taking a a drug or some or like even just coming into coming into the tent and you being like, wait, what? Like, is there something you have to take a double take at? Uh, I, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to shock me. I've worked since oh, yeah, of course. almost 20 years in New York City, 911. I don't think there's anything crazier. <laughs> yeah, um, that's I worked I in Harlem and the South Bronx. That's how I started. Oh, so you're in the trenches, dude. <laughs> but um, we definitely see some interesting things where you just don't expect it. Like, uh, you know, I've seen I, – I saw someone uh, – uh, Rip his scrotum off, you know. What? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yo, our reaction was fucking ridiculous. You should just see our faces, dude. Some really, really, I mean, you mentioned someone, you know, sneaking stuff up there, you know, up their vagina, drugs that, which they, everyone gets caught. So, like, it's not a great way to sneak people in. What, they have dogs or something? Smart. Yeah, you yeah, get dog. dogs. People, dogs I saw a dude fucking put something in his ass, and, like, the dog sniffs up. He's like, you gotta spread those oh, yeah. cheeks, boy. Well, they, they will, ca- if they want to catch it, and they can you know it's but um you know like we had someone who and, and we were actually cool about it we, were, we had like this whole moral dilemma uh one of the festivals some guy uh came into us and he's like hey you know i i, I had he had like he double bagged in a condom uh like eight ounces of coke oh god and he swallowed it and he's like you know it's been 48 hours and i couldn't i couldn't poop it out <laughs> and he was freaking out and and you know if it would have popped he would have died um, and we sent him to the hospital to go get it taken out and we ended up letting him come back in. We're like, okay, we're not going to cut your band or, or because we don't want him to be scared the next time to be like, oh my God, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. Or like tell the, or like, and that's world travels fast. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want him to spread the word like, fuck these people that are at the medical tents. Go, don't go to them. They'll kick you out of the festival for being honest with them. Cause they're yeah. never going to tell them like, no, I had fucking eight grams yeah. of fucking cocaine in a, in a yeah. condom. They're going to tell them like, oh, like there I told them I had dicks. drugs and they fucking did. They, you know, they didn't let me in because like I, I was honest with them. Because it's you not know, your yeah. job to be the fucking like that. You're not a police like you're not no, a police um, officer. It's not your job to do that. Like, unless someone has distribu- distribution quantities, you know, they're a drug dealer. 
than we actually had one uh, this uh, recently where a guy online, I, I just don't understand what he was thinking, decided to take some of his own stuff and his backpack was full with every type of drug. And we, we, we like, I, I remember because I told the police, like I gave them a little, you know, the county police, I gave them a little like Tip. A briefing beforehand. And I'm like, hey, you know, if you think it's gum and, you know, wear gloves when you're searching these people, you know, be careful. You know, some of them have needles. You know, if you think it's gum, don't open it up and decide to, you know, because your hand will be full of acid and you'll, you'll, you'll Yo, have nice yeah, drink. like, have you ever because had a situation like that where, like, someone oh, yeah, has... we sent a cop once when uh, we w went to the hospital. You know, he, he, he just, he, he didn't realize, and uh, he was holding the acid in his hand. He had no idea what it was, and he just fell out Started tripping balls. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, who yeah. am I? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's happened. So. Yo, acid's a scary drug, man. Mm -hmm. You do not want like you do not want to do that, and like especially from and someone you get stuck on acid. I mean, if yeah. You, yeah, there's you a loop. Take too much, you could be stuck on it for a long, long I was long I was time. stuck for two weeks. Yeah, I did it. I did it once. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I know one of my one of my good friends, like his uncle. He he did like one too many, and he just he went schizophrenic. Wow. Well, I, yeah, you can't like uh, some of the drugs. Like you can't really overdose overdose on it. It's it's just the things you do once you're on it. <laughs> yeah, looking, yeah, exactly. Like they're you see people fucking running around these things naked, like, and then like, yeah. and oh then my god, the amount of naked people. I yeah, mean, you it's see, not take that much to get naked. And half of them, yeah, most of them are not even on drugs yeah, and they're naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then it's I feel the, mo the who I feel the worst for are these security guards who have to jump on this naked dude and like kind of. <laughs> no one wants to touch. No a one naked wants guy. to touch the naked dude. Like yeah. it's like rolling around in the mud. Like you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's a funny Instagram video but no one wants to be that dude on top of that dude <laughs> Which yeah is... we, we've seen some crazy uh, definitely seen some crazy stuff yeah i mean there was a whole flocka epidemic flocka you've seen you've had have Wait, you tre you've that? treated flocka is like is the flocka? crazy new drug that like, like makes you <coughs> yeah it makes you turn into like a zombie pretty much like you really? fucking feel nothing you like disconnect from reality and you just pretty much become possessed what yeah flocka k2 uh, a lot of these things yeah. are not synthetic like it's not Flocka kind of they made a huge task force and it's almost gone. It's you can't really get Flocka anymore. Yeah, which is but which is a good thing. Like who and like It's the, just bad salt. It's those though? people it's really what it really is is people just like just trying to fucking find new ways to get high oh, yeah, and yeah. like they're just like you know cuz the biggest thing is like you know we're in an age where you know people are everything everything is kind of getting either cut with something or or rejuvenated most of these things are chemicals so you know what i mean if you put all if people are trying to make their own things to get their own high and you know now it's just it's out of control and it's like you don't know how your body reacts with any of those things and that's the scariest part of of doing any kind of drug you know what i mean like not know that first time you do it it's like i could i have a crazy reaction to this can i die like you gotta google it <laughs> yeah that's the worst thing do don't web md anything <laughs> Which is which is nuts. Like I I know that, and it's in different Fla places. There's Flocka, different things. Flocka is just bath salts, though. Like you could always get. It's it, pretty though. much just bath salts, but it's it's. Just go to Bed Bath and weird. Beyond. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it that. No, it's not like that. No. I, I, actually, this could be that easy. But, <laughs> um, I, I I haven't seen too many people on it, but the people who have been on it. It's it's been. It's like scary. Dead. Yeah, it's, it's scary. scary. It's super scary, and like, there's no talking to those kind of people. Like, no, oh no, like, of course, they they bend in ways like you think they're gonna break their spine. Yeah, like it's... backwards. Yeah, it's scary, and then those are the things. So now another thing is like, I was I was curious. So when you have like someone, for example, that 
is in the festival and let's say they're in a crowd and they drop, those people who are taking them from – is it a two different types of – are you just mainly focused on the, the medical tent and that's all you do? Are, you the, are there oh, some no, people that no. you have that like will carry these people from the crowd all the way to the tent? Oh yeah, no. Our deployments are we're 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 you know static. We we go where the crowds are. So oh, you know, good. That's it, awesome. We, we have we we know which DJ is going to be tough. We know where the crowd's going to go. We usually yeah, you're we, a seasoned vet, man. You are you've been in it, so you know like you kind of got oh, yeah. to know how to gauge we, these we, people. Yeah, we even have like some fast triage things, and it's not it's not just like music festivals where people take drugs and stuff. Where, you know, you have a headliner with a lot of teenage, you know, a, a huge teenage girl following, you know, a, a, a singer. And they just come to the festival, you know, they're 16 years old and they wait in line for the festival doors to open. And they run to the stage and it's hot in the middle of the summer because most of these things are in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And they stand, they want to get right up against the, uh, against the barricade. And they stand there for 16 hours not drinking, not moving, because they want the yeah. best seat. And By then the everybody time, on top of them, too, the body heat. And then, the, the, yeah, and they get. start dropping. You know, they really start, they just start passing out. And so, you know, we, we have ways to set up these quick triage things. You know, like, uh, you know, Vegas just happened. It's horrible, but you really have to be able to put together a, a team. Were you, any you of your staff, at, was any of your staff at that, at that event? Um, no, I have some friends who work there, but no. Oh, wow. God bless. Thank God. But though, you have to be able to triage. I mean, there, it's, it's a very tough situation. One of the big things with MCIs, because I've been, like, one of my first years working, I was by 9-11. And, uh, you know, I watched the second plane hit. I was working 9 one then. Wow. And you have to you make these hard decisions where you're triaging. You have 1,000 patients. You know, usually someone who would have the highest priority, you know, they're in cardiac arrest or they're bleeding like crazy and – you have to make the hard decision and be oh, like, okay, this wow. guy, you can't save him. His chances are living are almost nothing. Move on. Okay, he's dead. Move on. And uh, on a regular, you know, a regular day, you come across someone like that. That's the highest priority. You see some like that, fucking shit like that, man. I'm, I, I can't. But is it, is it hard not taking it home with you? Like, is that, is that probably the one of the hardest parts of your job? Like, like being like, fuck, damn. Like, I wish we could uh, or like i feel like that's a, a big thing that would like weigh on a lot of people's minds if if they didn't know it's not strong-willed i'm very when i worked ems i put on the uniform whatever whenever the uniform was on that was work whatever happened at work stayed at work it, you know i take it off i forget that's about good. everything that's good it's kind of jaded but that's the only way really to, no that's what you have to do it. with anything it's like but when it's at workers. one of my festivals where something happens, no matter what, even if it's preventable, uh, even if it's not preventable and it's just going to happen and there's nothing we could have done, and you can start second-guessing yourself. But it, it's just a little bit harder because it's closer to home. I'm like, hey, that was my responsibility. I, like, I feel responsible for every yeah, single person there. It's so hard. It's like social workers when they deal with these kids who are like in tough families with like – you know what I mean? With families, it's like you want to do everything you can, but sometimes it's out of your control but you exactly. you know you can't let yourself feel like that you know cuz you're doing everything cuz you know I'm I know for a fact like the people that you've saved easily outweighs the people that you you know you couldn't do much for yeah I, I, it's it's true uh, but it's still like I if I go home and send someone and I know they're in the ICU and I'm like crap are they going to make it I, I don't sleep till I find out you know that they're at okay. the ICU and they're going to go home you're a good guy uh, well, it's it's just like I feel responsible. <laughs> it's not, it's, and and we do our best. We really, really try. You know, it's 
we we never skimp on anything. We overstaff everything. I'm not saying this like to promote what we do. It's just no. I just don't want the responsibility. No, of course. And like I said, like you should brag as much. You should be the one person at these things that should brag the most. You should <laughs> yeah, have if the you fucking could see me, I was, I would be blushing, biggest head. You should, dude, because like as I said, I can't. We I can't say enough. And I know that I'm speaking for a lot of our viewers and a lot of the people who go to these things that that you guys are doing us such a service by by putting yourselves on the on the front lines. You have the most important job at every single one of these events, and Thank we commend you. you for it. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's 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 great. We, we do get a lot of appreciation though. We really do. Like, I'm surprised the level. Um, I definitely didn't see it that much when I worked on the street. Uh, it was always complaints, complaints, complaints. You could have um, done better. What is this? Like, come on. Yeah, a lot of these now, people are sketched to you. at the music festivals and a lot of these other events, we usually just get, you know, compliments and praise and like, oh, my God, you saved my life. And it's usually pretty good. Um, we usually get very, very positive feedback, which is great. Any big piece, short of that girl that, that uh, kind of told her that she was the auntie, any big feedback? Anyone give you gifts, like funny pieces of candy or any, any like, uh, any things like saying, like, a th- has anyone reached out to you, like, after and, like, a kind of overextended the, the thank you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, we had, um, we, we definitely get a lot of love notes. You know, people come back the second day and leave us, like, letters and they make these, you know, totems that say things. Um, we we get a lot of you know cute little things. Oh, we don't nice. take money, obviously. Fan mail, um, fan mail, or drugs. I'm <laughs> sure they're mail. trying to like throw you like a but a nug of bud. <laughs> we had we were at a festival and there was this group of like five or six girls that all got food poisoning. Oh fuck! And they posted on Facebook like on one of the group pages. You know, like every festival has like a non-official mm-hmm. uh, following, and they posted like, "Hey, anyone know how to get in contact? Who the medical company was, whatever." Um, and it started this whole, uh, thread of these five, you know, college girls, you know, like pretty hot college girls, <laughs> how they, they were, had crazy diarrhea <laughs> and, so <laughs> and it just like, it picked up, like it, it went viral <laughs> and it was just like so funny because they were talking about their experiences and their interactions with us. And wow. like they're on, you know, like they're 18 years old on social media talking about how they're they shit their pants. <laughs> yeah. so, Thank you. Were, were you that at that one? Did you meet yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, I didn't meet them. I didn't meet them. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's cool to get the messages. We get it. We do. We're very big on social media because that's. Yeah. What is your social media? Yeah. I'm going to do you a follow right now. We have um, on, on uh, Instagram. It's Paradox Worldwide. P-A-R-A-D-O-C-S worldwide mm-hmm. um following you right now that's on what instagram yeah you're on <laughs> facebook too yeah paradox worldwide p-a-r-a-d-o-c-s worldwide all one word do you there's nothing like you can really promote i guess because you're just selling you're only making your money oh, from the Oh wow, festival. you guys got a solid following, 16,000 people. There you go. Yeah. Now you got 16,001. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like um, you don't really promote anything because you can't really tell our audience to do anything, right? No, it just mm-hmm. we we like the, the only message we ever try to get out to people is like we're not we're judgment free. Come visit us. Yeah, the splinter, you need a tampon, like, come to us. We don't care what you took, when you took it, how many times you took it. You know, it's 
just feel safe to come to us. We, you know, they see us and that's why like our uniforms aren't like super official or anything. It, you know, it's like polo shirts and we let people wear like the crazy, you know, if they want to wear candy on their arms or they're, you yeah, know, you got to let them embrace the culture because yeah, because people aren't, you know, they see, they see someone in uniform. I mean, it, it, you know, you're having a bad trip. If you're on a bad acid trip, let's say even hearing a radio is like when we approach the patient, we turn off our, we turn our radios down or turn it off because they hear this, the noise, yeah. they freak out. They can freak yeah, out. Yeah, it's the little things like that, off. man. Like, it's so smart, you know, because people freak themselves out because of that. And like I, we were saying, like you said, like, that's the number one thing is they think that you're a narc. You think that you're just going to, like, literally, like, the minute that they're healthy, they're like, yeah, this dude just admitted to me that he just ate, like, five grams of molly. Yeah. So uh, can you take him? Like, which that's not well, actually, your job. I'm looking through my Facebook now. Uh, I mean, my Instagram. And we did um, something that was pretty cool that stood out. Uh, we did the Formula E race in uh, – Brooklyn that came the first year first time oh so what cool. what is that what's that it's it's like Formula One it's the new Formula One it's mm-hmm. actually getting bigger than Formula One it's gonna Racing. it's uh it's the same the cars are exactly the same it's just um electric where and was that event? The, oh cool it was in Red Hook Brooklyn oh cool um, electric it was, it was huge that's really interesting they those cars go very fast I mean they have to actually slow them down they put they put um I forgot what they're called um where they stop it you know, from going too fast on it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. They regulate the speed. Yeah, regulator. Yeah. Something like that. Because they they, they accel- um, it's instant acceleration with an electric yeah, car. And and all the big companies, the car companies, like even the ones that you you know, not like Ferrari or BMW, like the Honda and Nissan, they put money into this because this is the future of, yeah. uh, of cars. So it, it's just that there's so much money behind it. It's amazing. Now, are there any events that you go to that you're like, not working that you kind of see and you're just like damn we should have we should have been here done that better or are you actually are there some events that you go and they're just like that your company is actually working there and just like listen i'm off duty i'm trying to enjoy this <laughs> like um I, you know it, we work at all the clubs in new york so it's very <laughs> hard for me to go out um but sometimes i just do and i'm like okay i'm um, I'm not working tonight. This, I'm yeah. not working. And then you get the you get one of the security guards like, yo, someone's dropping. Like, no, listen, no, I'm no, just no, here no, to have no. a good time. Do you <laughs> see a red polo on me right now? No, I know how to party. They usually get <laughs> They're like, you shouldn't be coming here like that. <laughs> but um, you like, probably get all the ins, all the clubs too. Like, you probably don't have to pay to get into any club, like because like they know no, you. No, we do. We literally do. We started with our first club. We worked at was Pasha. Oh, oh god that damn! Was a shit they show. had a crazy like. AIDS scare at the oh did they yeah they were like people were getting stabbed with like needles and like and like yeah like yeah that was like that was years ago that was like that was like because posh has been shut down for i think about like two years now but like yeah we were there at the tail end you know like the last like two or three years yeah i remember it being like a very very long time ago i remember some girl getting stabbed like with a knee i remember i was never forget it was like my 20th birthday and like i go to posh with a bunch of my friends and this girl literally right in front of me gets stabbed by a dude like thank god like it was a security guard right behind me i was like yo that dude fucking just stabbed this chick Wow. With something, but then after that, I was like, I'm never going to Pasha ever uh, again. I love Pasha. I miss Pasha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have Output now. Do you go to Output in no, Brooklyn? Um, yeah, Output. We started there since their first day. We've been. We've always had medics there. Since oh, the Output's the, the shit, dude. You gotta go. Never there. Been Yo, there. Joe. We all take you to Output, dude. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, they have yeah, the most beautiful rooftop. 
view of like this. I think it's underratedly one of the best rooftop like views no, no, ever. No, no, it, it's not underrated. It won best nightclub nightclub oh. in the world. Yeah, and oh, sound system. What? Yeah, and it has like the yeah, best sound it won system. Best nightclub in the world. Nightclub in the world. They had the whatever the vote in Amsterdam or wherever, uh, and they just won the award last last month. Oh what? Yeah, fuck it. How have I not See? gone? They're bringing a lot of new people because now Webster Hall's also closed down. So wow. like that's another like upput is like the new spot that they're kind of trend. They're like kind of betting all over there. Uh, it's as big as Webster Hall. No. Well, no, no, it's not. It's it's there's a couple of different rooms. It's more of like a club clubby thing, Lounge. like where Webster Hall is like four different flo- three different floors. So you yeah. got like the basement, which is like the grimy dubstep, yeah. like awesome shit. Then right. the middle is like kind of like radio, like Billboard Hot 100 kind of music, and then the third floor is like headliner. Yeah. So like depending on the event. Well, it's gone now. Well, yeah, they're just doing it for re- renovations. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not like closed, but you don't know because you don't know like once they renovate it, who's going to well, pick it up again. Well, AEG bought it, so AEG. Yeah. What are they? They. Bought, they... AEG's, it's Live Nation and AEG. Those are two oh. biggest live entertainment companies in the world. Yeah, so it's probably going to be um, more mainstream. If anything, they're probably going to have like bigger, bigger acts, not as crazy. But that place was like a staple for a long time. Like people yeah, were. I've been there. I yeah. seen the weekend there. Really? Him. Yeah, yeah, he was good there. He was weird oh, though. The weekend played at Webster Hall. Yeah, like uh, two years oh, ago. No way. Yeah, yeah right? he played there, and he was a little weird. Like the background had, like the huge movie theater screens, but he, like during while his performance is going on, there's just porn playing in the background. Like <laughs> actual porn, like yeah. people getting fucked with yeah. like dicks. And yeah. Getting, like no. <laughs> yeah, yo, there's That's porn. Funny. Yo, that was probably so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. for so many people. It's because yeah. it's like the visuals probably and don't. He's a, he's a pretty quiet guy. Yeah, yeah. He no, is. he's known for being like a whore, though. So it's like I yeah. guess that's cool. But no, like, it I... went with the song. It was like yeah, it the had... morning. I think is the song. From the morning to the evening. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like you're porn. just thinking of <laughs> fucking the weekend, just slamming out some chick. On, <laughs> on, that's so uncomfortable. That would make me feel so uncomfortable. I got laid inside of Webster Hall one time. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was on the third floor, like in the VIP section, and it was like super dark, and it happened. Wow. Was, yeah, it was, that's a story. Yeah, it was. It was. Good for you. Yeah, right. I'm, I hope my mom's not listening. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah, maybe she'll cut out this part. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 super cool to to that you know you're in the that you're in the nightlife, but like you probably, as I said, you you got you take yourself out of it when it comes to these things, and it's just different. Yeah, it's really good service. I'm. I'm happy we met you. We got linked up. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm yes. gonna definitely be in a, in touch with you. And I, as I said, like, I I have a a lot of different things, a lot of different events. Maybe a lot of in Canada too. I know a lot of Canadian. Uh, like, I've been because I've been traveling there a lot through uh through the app that I'm developing. So it, oh, cool. Yeah. So like, I I've been having to travel there back and forth. I met a lot of cool people. Which I, part? Which part of Canada? Uh, I Toronto and Montreal. Oh, okay. Are the two? So yeah, like, we know. Uh, there's a big. A promoter group out in uh, out of um, Toronto that we're pretty close with. What's what's the name? Um, oh, I forgot the guy's name. Adam Gill. He. Uh, uh, shoot, I forgot. We work with them a lot. Like I'll, we do. I'll look. I'll link you up with, with this guy Travis Trim. He does a lot of uh, local local stuff by them too, and and also bigger events. They just did like Veld, and uh, Ever After. 
which are a couple of big festivals that they that they do. So I'll, I'll uh, yeah, they had a couple of they had a bunch canceled out in Canada recently. Yeah, because it's a lot of uh, well, the weather was kind of weird on a couple of days, but like also like people, you know, Canada is, is weird when it comes to some things. Like the biggest like thing that they do over there is GHB, which is pretty much roofies. A GHB is actually uh, it's um it's a very big um it's a very big gay gay drug. Really? Gay dr- yeah, because so it's when root, we right? do like course yeah when we do a lot of the the gay events GHB is the is the drug. It's like a ro- uh, it's like a roofie drug, right? It's pretty it much. Is, a- but it, it actually, I mean, the reason behind it is because they don't want to, you know, usually a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say vain, but, um, you know, <laughs> it, it gives you kind of the same feeling as being drunk. So you take a cat full of GHB, you get, uh, you know, it's like drinking a lot. Yeah. So, but without the weight, without the weight gain, you know, it's not the calories. Oh, so, wow. So they're just literally just like just down in GHB and getting shit faced without having to. Oh, so that's why I guess it's the gay, it's the gay it's drug. Actually, it's one of the reasons why, if you, if you notice, like, uh, there's a, a lot of the mainstream clubs, like a lot of gay parties won't the clubs won't let them book their events on the weekend because they don't really make much off the bars. You know, yeah, the people are, you are, see people shit really drinking. Well, people aren't drinking. Yeah. Which is crazy so, too. I tried it uh, once and it yeah. was dude. And it literally like, like, cause like I'll, I'll, I, when I went to college, like I used to thought I got roofied all the time. Cause I was with, I used to, I was with, I used to pregame like at this, uh, like, uh, apartment right by our house and these girls used to be there all the time. I'll never forget this girl. She would just like, oh, we always pregame there with all of our friends, like a shit ton of people. And they'd be like, oh, we're taking shots. And then like slowly she, like every time I would drink there, I'd wake up the next day and I would be butt ass naked in my bed, but my shoes would still be on. Which is like, <laughs> which is like, which makes no sense. Cause it means I had to take off my shoes, take off my clothes and then put my shoes back on. It's like, what was <laughs> Did like, you watch, are you guys fans of Kirby Enthusiasm? Oh yeah. my God. I'm <laughs> getting so into <laughs> it the now. the glasses, the glasses, the last episode. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about you. Fucking in your fucking glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, the one Sunday you're talking about, the one that it was yeah, just on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the one with the the pickle jar. Yeah, so he's in. He's with the with. He's trying to get the fatwa reverse, so he goes with the Arab woman. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's wearing like, the glasses. And, the, and yeah, and he's wearing the glasses in bed. And he's yeah. like, I'm not even going to discuss you wearing glasses <laughs> while you're. <laughs> yeah, JB Smooth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I love that show. I was watching reruns. I was just in the Bahamas. I was watching the reruns of it down there. They were playing it over and over again. Oh, Such great. an underrated show. show. I, you think it's underrated? I think yeah, people love it. I don't know. I'd... I think it's huge now. Yeah, well, now it is. I remember people like I remember we used to watch it when it was originally on. People were like what Kirby what? And the guy had an awesome job. He just like just hung out around all day, brokered some deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? it's a pretty cool. Uh, profession now do you think you'd ever were you always obviously you said for the longest time you're in the medical field did you ever see was there ever an aspiration that you had outside of medical that you've you would think that you've ever wanted to do or was it always like helping people um, doing it was i i went to uh, undergrad and grad school for finance oh yeah you you like touched on that what what was like what would have been like the dream job if you if you followed through with that I, I I never enjoyed finance, but people were making so much money when I started grad school. Yeah. So you walked out with that piece of paper and you got a job with a very high paying job, mm-hmm. um, which thankfully I graduated when the economy collapsed in 2008. So uh, I had a job lined up with a hedge fund and the hedge fund closed down. So that made me, you know, go in a different direction. But, in a good way, though, you know, like it's yeah, successful. No, no, you know what I mean? Happened. Everything happens yeah. for a reason, man. 
oh, I'm so much happier. I would have been miserable sitting behind a desk and, you know, working at a hedge fund. Yeah, compared to, like, now you're at all these music festivals, you get to meet all these, like, celebrities, you get to help people, which is, like, you know, you're helping people do their finances, but it's not the same feeling I'm sure you're getting from actually saving someone's life. Like, it's... it's. Oh, yeah, no, it's way better. I'm, I'm no thrilled that I'm not doing finance and sitting behind a desk. Yeah, I'm looking at the name of your of your company, too, and I just realized how clever it is. Yeah. It's, like, the paradox, <laughs> it's but... and dogs. Yeah, it's, like, paradox, though. It's, like, you're going into a paradox, but it's, you're, it's paradox. Doc, paramedics and doctors mm-hmm. yeah. very clever we had a couple we had a couple the last two days we've had that we had a lady over yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, her whole business was she makes customized uh perfumes and colognes for people like scents for them based on mm-hmm. like a, a like, they like take a personality a... smell test yeah that she has for them and she does it's like she's she's another job that does makes like a lot of good celebrities but like her she's like it her name is like centric or what was it Sent sent the centarium. The centarium. She yeah. coined the phrase. <coughs> she trademarked. Trademark centric. Everything. That, the whole time we were talking to her, it was always like, yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of. I'm very sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny actually, uh, just one of the things I from um, uh, business school. Actually, that was one of the big things in marketing when I took the marketing marketing classes. They always talked about the perfume industry, how it's the most brilliant thing with marketing because the regulations on what you have to are able to put into perfumes are very, very strict. Yeah. And there's very, very little ingredients that are put into it. Then it doesn't change that much. So it's pretty much the same costs mm-hmm. and that, you know, you could go to, to Walmart or target and buy a $5 bottle of perfume, or you could go to Chanel and buy a $300 bottle of perfume and the costs are pretty much the same and it's all advertising. Yeah. And there's, I think that actually one of the, no, it's an, China. I think there's only one or two factories that actually make all these perfumes. And the companies go in and they're like, okay, this smells like Dolce & Gabbana. This is going to be our scent. And then they buy that scent and market it and charge different prices. Yeah. This, um, this lady has her own lab that she works with and they make the scents in the lab. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then it's supposed to be really customized and it's like your personal scent that's fully just for you. I didn't get to ask her though. I wonder if she does like if she's into that whole like animal testing. <laughs> she tests the sense on, on people, animals, you know, yeah. or people or stuff like that. Because I'm sure people have reactions. And we were also saying too, it's like, what if someone's a piece of shit and they're a terrible person? Are you gonna give them? <laughs> you're gonna give them a they're shitty not, scent. They're, they're gonna give me a shitty scent. She's like, why do you keep talking about bad smelling things? Of course, I'm not gonna make a bad smelling thing for someone. Yeah, she's right though. Like no one's gonna <laughs> buy it <laughs> if it smells like shit. But yeah. like that's their personality, so that's who they are. So. <laughs> They should get that stinky scent. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you think's next for you guys? Are you you're just going to keep expanding, trying to do as many shows as you can? Yeah, we want to do. Um, we want to do. Uh, first, we, we're. I think every music, everyone in the music industry, I believe, knows knows about us. So mm-hmm. they haven't used us, or we're not working with them. They're going to. I, I, very yeah, I, I believe so. I ho- at least I hope. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but we've recently, you know, started with the fixed venues and the sporting teams and things like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, worldwide next, actually. you'll be in Australia yeah, or at the Olympics. Oh yeah, you see a paradox at the at the the twenty twenty two Olympics. That'd be awesome. We're trying. Yeah, awesome. that one contract like that that pay the bills for the next uh, the next <laughs> couple of years. Exactly. So that's that's pretty cool. Oh, so yeah, I didn't even think about that. You do like, have you done like sporting, like professional sporting events? 
Yeah, we do. Uh, so we do the doctors and the nurses like at, at City Field and we do everything at NASA Coliseum. Oh, wow. um, and we did the, the All-Star Games in 2013. Um, we did. Um, yeah, we do a lot of sporting events. Oh, I, feel like ho- I feel like hockey would probably be a pretty big uh, <clears throat> professional event because these guys, MMA. Are, these people are fighting each other on yeah. the ice. So you can only imagine how crazy it gets in the stands. Yeah, no, we do. We do a lot of things. Uh, um, we do a lot of sporting events, but. You know, we're trying to now. I think that's a big focus of ours. Soccer matches, the fans are crazy. Well, that's Europe. We know mm-hmm. that's like that's like when you expand outside. Like they, mm-hmm. that would probably be a huge market for for yourself outside of there. But in the meantime, you know, yeah. like as you said, like you you're in a great position uh, with everything going on now. That entertainment is is one of the big. I just I just read in Forbes like one of the top three things that are like making the most money now like entertainment like uh apps and like music of course but like mm-hmm. those, like those it's, are it's those are three things like two out of those three things like you're involved in so it's like the possibilities are endless with with you that you can yeah, you'll never any, run out yeah you'll never run out of business essentially it's it's a big focus it used to i i see the shift from when we started to now it used to be we were almost like an oversight and we did get a lot of calls you know where they you know, someone cut themselves or something happened and they're like, Oh, where's the medics? And then they're like, Oh, we forgot to hire them. Huh. And they'll call us. Middle Seriously? Of the <laughs> yeah. Like not, not huge events, but now yeah, it's of course. like, we were always an afterthought and there wasn't a lot of attention on it. Now it's becoming the forefront. It's one of the first things that they're like, okay, who are you going to hire? How many medics? It's it turned into a real, like, okay, we got the DJs and, the medics. You now know, it's on the checklist. Yeah, that should be. You should. Yeah, you should not. You should be the first thing on that checklist because, like, if anything, yeah. if they were smart, you, that's the biggest liability at these things. Like, none of these DJs. Yeah, God forbid they fall off a stand, but that's un- honestly realistically their fault, and their management will have to take care of that. But like anything else outside of that, like that's on the festival if someone gets hurt or they OD or, or no. Something. And, and there's usually different parts to it. You know, we always get booked for. There's the talent side where we're just for the talent where they'll have special requests. Um, you know, like an MMA fight or a boxing match, like a boxing match, you cannot have, you have to have an ambulance, the sports the sports commission, uh, the athletic commission, I'm sorry, makes you have an ambulance for each fighter. So if one of the fighters has to go to the hospital and the ambulance leaves, no one's allowed to fight mm. until there's a replacement there. So there's oh, always really? a sporting I didn't side even know that. the talent side. Yeah. That's crazy. yeah, we get hired a lot by the talent. They'll come in and say, "Hey, this is what talent needs," and they're just for the talent. No oh, one so else. you have personal. Per, well, who's someone that you personally were a uh, kind of like a medical chauffeur for? Um, the artists usually put in requests if they have you know issues, um, or or they just want it for you know safety purposes. We've, yeah, uh, you know, and even like things where they might be pregnant, you know, or the artist's wife is pregnant, and they just want someone there. Or, but especially a lot of these sporting events, you have just talent, you know, for hockey too. We have just a team just for, for the players on the ice. Oh, wow. That's, that's super, super cool. I'm sure like, that whole Conor McGregor Mayweather fight, like if you probably, if you get on that contract, <laughs> you're probably getting <laughs> a fat, that would get a fat cut, like what seats in the blood and then the nosebleeds were going for a thousand dollars. I can only imagine how much they're paying for the medical staff on site. Yeah, no, for sure. That's crazy. That's awesome, Alex. Thank you. It was uh, we're we're getting to the end here. This was yeah. fun. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. always a pleasure. You are, I think you're hands down one of our favorite uh, guests we've had on the show because it, it, it just speaks <laughs> to me. You. Well, personally, me, I can't speak for Joe, but personally for me, just for someone who is, is be, who's, as I said, is in the music industry and is just in, in all of it. Like, you know, it's, it's just really cool because I go every time and like, I'm not even saying this because you're on, on the air, but I, I'm one of the people that every time I walk, I'm at these things, I walk by a medical tent, I'm the first person to go inside there and actually personally thank these people. For, well, for, definitely for come. That. Definitely come to some of our events. Now you're following us on Facebook, so definitely come by and say hi. Oh, 100 percent. I'll be everyone that I that I run across. Yeah, you dude. Know, no, 100 percent. I'm gonna see you, Alex, at, at, at New Year's, and we're gonna we're gonna kick it for a little bit. It's gonna awesome. be fun. I also have a me and my homies. Like we just rented out a huge mansion, like right by. Where? Um, I'm not sure the exact address, but it's like there's oh, like in Atlanta. yeah, in Atlanta. So there's like. 20 or 30 of us going to the to this event so like we have like we instead of like getting a hotel and everyone has like cramming into like five or hotel. six <laughs> hotel rooms we rented out like an airbnb for the weekend and it's like a huge like million dollar mansion so if you and some of the staff want to come through and hang out with us like you're more than absolutely welcome. doors wide open awesome. my man yeah doors Thank wide you. open of course I gotta get down there, I guess. No, you should. It's gonna be <laughs> fun. You, Joe doesn't understand these things. Like I've never you've gone never to a been, festival. You've been no. to Ultra though, so that's like. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, yeah, that's how they all are. No, they're not. Actually, Ultra is like kind of like the grimier one out of all of them because it's like all the bros and all the chicks who. Yeah, are just it was doing so tool. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like half naked and on cocaine. So. Mm-hmm. So like that's how those things work. Yeah, but I'll get to one soon. I'll see you soon, Alex. Oh, dude, thank you for giving the follow, <laughs> okay, too, thank dude. Thank you. Thank you, guys. No, right, Alex, man. it was I'll a pleasure, man. Soon. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you real soon, brother. Absolutely. All right. Have, you have a good night. Bye. Bye. Awesome. That dude is fucking awesome. That yeah. guy was so cool. Yeah, he was so relaxed. Yeah, I felt like I was sucking his dick half the time. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, you loved him. I love that man because like no one understands like unless you're in the in the world of that like how important these people are at these things and like like the fact that he was even telling me that that some of the, that some of these festivals and some of these events have the audacity to be like, oh yeah, we only want we're like good. one or two, we're one or two of you people. Oh, we're good at these things. It just shows like how how fucking disgusting people are and how money hungry things can get where you're literally putting people. What are they lives. pocketing that? Yeah, cash? no, of course, because every because you get for a, a, a event like that you get a budget. So you know what I mean, and obviously the less money you spend the budget, the more over the top you get and you get to pretty much give yourself. So if I'm running an event, you know what I mean? And I have like $5 million to do or a million dollars to do this event. And like, I have like maybe $50,000 that I didn't spend with, instead of putting that $50,000 in the festival, I can find a pocket that 50 grand and yeah, or spend 20 and get a little less. Exactly. But like around. if you're doing these events and you have like, cause I'm sure half of these events, like, yeah, you want to save money, but save money at the people like the bars, the the vendors that are selling like alcohol, or you know, what I mean, maybe one less sponsor that's going to to do something like like his job. Like he said, like it should be like the DJ. It should be realistically him, and then they should be finding the DJs. Like you know what I mean. But I guess depending on where he's at, and his can his company makes it super convenient. He knows everyone. Like the, he goes to every event. Yeah, it's super convenient, and it yeah. must get like. Like, as I said before, it must get, like, frustrating to even go and enjoy yourself out after these events because you're, you know what I mean, you're thinking. It's like Superman or Batman, like, going out and they're, like, see someone in trouble, like, oh, fuck. It's like, do I have to put the fucking... I can't get one day. Do I have to put the cape on tonight? Come on. I thought I'd leave the cape at home. Yeah, no. 
Well, it's like, uh, all right, guys, I'm I'm paradox. Yeah, I'm, oh, par- I'm paradox. Is there a paradox in the house? Is like- there, please, <laughs> there a paramedic? I'm actually the paradox, so yeah. I'm both. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so much more than him just like saving like a six hundred dollar trip to the ambulance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the fact that they're doing. They it, care. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what takes the people. And like, like it, as I said, we were talking before that like these people, these people who are going to these things, like. If you, it's like I said, it's the placebo effect. You know, if you, someone tell, if you have a doctor on site or a medic on site telling you, like, you're going to be all right, you just need to, you need to take a little IV of this, relax for about like 30 minutes, and then you can go back in there. The minute that they tell you that, you're automatically feeling better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's the placebo effect where you, if you think about something compared to, like I said, if someone's like, all right, well, we have other people we have to do, where you're going to the hospital right now. Because then the first thing you're thinking, there's like three things going to your mind. Like, first off, am I going to die? Second off is like, fuck, I have to leave the festival. And then, like, the third, it's like, oh, my God, all my friends, I'm I'm that person. I'm that. No one wants to be that guy or girl at the festival. And, like, because you're not only ruining your night, but you're ruining Everyone's everyone there. else's that's around you. Bad, yeah. yeah, and then it puts them in an awkward situation. Like, do I have to take care of this person? Like, do I have to? I should. I really, like, I really should leave. And then it's like, and it's on both. Because then you get a bitter relationship with someone. Because then it's like, you know, you understand from a, from a person's point of view. It's like, all right, well, if I was in your situation, I really wouldn't want to leave if I knew you are right, but then on the opposite side of the spectrum, it's like if you were really my friend, you would have yeah. left with me and you would have been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's, you it's know, both it's, sides. It's like a lose lose situation. Either way, it's a lose lose situation in in that in that train of thought. So. Problem solved. Paradox. Paradox. So having all of our problems, dude, and that guy's <laughs> such, a, such a nice guy, man. I, yeah, we got to hang out with him. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely hang out with him in New Year's Eve. Invite him and all the medics, and you know my friends party hard at this mansion, so it might be good to have a, a medic on a medic yeah. on site inside of the mansion. He's gonna go a medic in the mansion. He's gonna end up working. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Damn it, Joey! Yeah. Like, come on! I thought you were having fun. I didn't know I was working this event." He calls in backup. <laughs> Well, guys, we're going to need at least four of you down there. <laughs> There's 30 wooks inside of this building. What would you call them? Wooks. Slut, slut slop tarts. Slop tarts. <laughs> we got like eight slop tarts. Oh. We got five wooks. So after, remember I dropped you off yesterday and I was still talking to Tara. Yeah. It ended up. I'm going to work with her Saturday. I, she told me today that you're you're doing a huge event, and she, like, trusts you to do, like, this. I like, have to be it by myself. Yeah, you're, like, you're pretty much Tara, but at this, <laughs> but, like, at this event, but by yourself. You're, like, you got to Facebook Live this. Yeah. You got to do all that. Like, you got a big job. Is she paying you good? Yeah, she's me 200 bucks For the day? Yeah. Nice. How long is the event? Four hours. And she's, like, the last two hours you go hang out and, like, play around. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. Like, you should come. I'm gonna be. Oh, in, yeah, be I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, true. Shout out in Pennsylvania, guys! Come through and see us playing Scranton. Those and Moses, we're playing a Halloween bar crawl. At where? Where is it? Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's at this. We ended. We we're playing at this club called Levels, which is supposedly like the Webster Hall of Scranton, Pennsylvania. There's it's like big? four different. Yeah, there's like, like four thousand di- seats. Yeah, like four different floors. Oh um, what? Yeah, we're playing like the main stage. Is this your top. biggest you've ever done? Um, I think our biggest we ever done was Highline Ballroom in the city. How many seats is that? That holds about like two thousand, and we had about like five hundred people nice. there. Yeah, we had a good. And the event that she, uh, that Tara set us up at, there's going to be like nine hundred. There's like nine hundred. I'm going people. to that too. You're going to that one? It's I'm gonna working be dope. that day, dude. It's going to be dope. Like <laughs> yeah. it's we're opening up for the Sugar Hill Gang. 
What? The hip hop, a hip it, a hip it, a hip hip pop. You don't stop. A boogie and a bang bang boogie. Your guys are, you guys are better opening than them. They up have for one them, song. But that's still <laughs> cool. Like, that song is iconic. Even if they're a one-hood wonder, like, yeah. I can say now that we're officially opening up for them, the yeah. Sugar Hill Gang. Like, mm-hmm. that's a resume builder. Oh, no, that's awesome, bro. Yeah. We're also working on it. Me and Ryan are working on a jingle for this app. I'm meeting up with him Thursday. Ryan? Yeah. For what? Just to talk about movers, and they want to have more movers on oh, the he's podcast. Oh, he's gonna he's coming on the podcast on Thursday. No, we're just meeting up to talk about what we're gonna do, like how it's. Oh, gonna dur- are you meeting up with him during the day? Because we have practice six o'clock. We have practice at eight fifteen. Yeah, yeah, if you want to come through, come to the practice. Where is it? It's in Belmore. Yeah, I mean eight fifteen. He's leaving, so I'm down. So just go with him. Yeah, follow him to. Yeah, that's where he's going. Literally, probably straight from here to practice. Practice. You should yeah. come. It's gonna be dope. We're in that little studio space. The same spot you were in. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. The guy we found we found this dude through Jay, one of my buddies. His, his you should go live more with that. I'm thinking we should. You know, the thing is, we don't want to keep doing the same like because we're essentially playing the same song. Uh, a lot of, and we're now in a writing process again. So since we just came out with the album, we just finished the summer touring with our with our album. Like now, it's like time for us to because we have um about like 15 songs that we already have written. It's now just kind of structuring them together and now recording them. Yeah, and I think how we're going to do it this time is we're going to have, like, for every song, we're going to have a different producer kind of produce it and... See what you like the yeah, most. Yeah, see who, who kind of does it the best. Because, like, we, we realize, like, we lo- I love ALAP. Like, shout out Westfall, like, recordings. Like, they, they did a great job, you know, but it's... it's, it's all, I feel like it's a little overwhelming when you're giving someone ten songs... Mm-hmm. To do it, and compared to like, I feel like if we give a producer like one or two songs, they, they can really, really put their heart into it, put their focus, and making sure those two songs are are solid as fuck. Plus, like, like being in the industry, I know I know it's like a shit ton of producers that mm-hmm. all of them reached out to me and was like, "Yo, I would love to make a song." So it's like, why would I restrict ourselves? And we have the people. I'd rather you know, I mean, have everybody kind of share it, and then if they like it, they can remix it again. And yeah. They have the stems at that point to to do it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have uh, Anthony on. We'll have him on either this week or next week. Next week will probably be better because I'm done with the liquor store after after this week. Mm-hmm. So, which is exciting. Yeah, I'm definitely. so done. I'm so done with that place. Man. How many years were you there? Three years. It's funny. I've been working there three years, and I'm the only consistent thing. I've been working there three years, and we went through three different owners. <laughs> and they kept you. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> got bought with the store. Yeah, <laughs> like they you bought, get, you get this. I came with the store every time they the the store the store the, the store got bought out. So, yeah. like I'm the I'm the like every time they would buy that I'm the only person that works there anyway, because all the yeah. most of them own like three different liquor stores. Yeah, they're not gonna be there. Yeah, so they're just like, yo, hold it down. Like I've had the keys and the the code to the place. Yeah, you lock it down. Run the books. It's a lot of work, you know. Not really. It's not work at all. You see, you see what I do at that. You place. went from it's a lot of work to it's no work. No, it's no work. It's a, it's it's a. I, I'll take it back. It's not a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. You have to really trust someone to let them handle the books, to you know, Money. stock everything, to making sure customers are happy and doing what they have to do. Like, but like I, I'm blessed that I get to do that job, and that job is, has helped me essentially give Do a lot of yeah a lot of other things like we're writing a tv show out of it yeah. i wrote the whole other dropouts out of that show i wrote like 10 15 episodes of the dropouts never, out of the liquor store never filmed forget. filmed the scene in there yeah now you're now you're coming through and we're writing a whole nother th- show and season to for this animated series yeah 
So I want to, <clears throat> I want to finish that somehow this week. We'll finish the pilot. We're, but the thing is, as I said, it, it's it's hard when it's so loose. Like we need to, because what we really need to start doing is we need to first do character development. We need to find exactly who these main characters are, what their type of, you know, their backstory is, and also what their personality there. is. Because those are the biggest things. Because once we have that, we can gauge who is going to be talking when, when we can have this comedic timing. and It's coming together. Yeah, it's totally coming together. And also we have to figure out if dead Annie's dead or if she's well, finding we, the dead. They so. don't want you to know. Yeah, but it's like, it's hard because unless we set it up in the first, like, there's so many ways, like, uh, there has to be a way where, like, she walks into a door and it turns into a dimension to the in-between. Like, there has to be a reason where she just goes into this place. We Like, we have mm. to find the reason why she's there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And plus, I feel like it would be cooler to have her being dead. <laughs> like, yeah. the show's dead Annie. No, you know what I mean? We'll it's not it not like sem- maybe maybe she's dead Annie. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll figure it we'll, out. We'll Stick tuned, fan, fans and viewers of Weekly Sit Down. Will <laughs> yeah, we'll have dead Annie. You'll be you'll know who she is soon enough. Soon enough to a animated studio near you. Yeah, that's when I want. I want to get into a studio where we could just do it. Even like a studio slash office where we could just write the script at the, there, you know. We need like a home base for everything, like a, mm-hmm. a room that's dedicated to podcasting, a room that's dedicated to writing, a room yeah. that's dedicated to making music. Like we need, I need to, realistically, I need to get an office. Yeah, yeah, that's what like we, I think that's going to be the next investment that I do with when it comes to hit up Mark Moneybags. Moneybag Mark. <laughs> Who's Moneybag Mark? The bank is his name. Oh, Mark. Mike. Oh, Mike, Mike. Yeah. No, he's not going to do that. He's not going to give... He's not going to put money into something that he's not making money in. I thought he makes money off of you. Exactly, but... So that's you. That's like an investment. Yeah. But... He's <laughs> already investing a lot, so I don't want to be too selfish about it. Let me it. talk to him. I'll no, go. we'll get it. We'll buy my first year, hopefully, with all that. And if you fucking get on, on Jesse to get his shit together and... Yeah, iron his shit yeah. out the minute the sooner that they you get that your app in stores too everything gonna be gravy baby gravy baby yeah i hit up the millionaire yesterday i haven't heard back yet. oh yeah what's going on with we'll see i don't know i want to meet up with him is it Ch- it's chester or chris chris chester i don't know why I <laughs> that. He just sounds like most a generic name chris and then it's chester <laughs> i was close i had the c so yeah i just missed i gotta right. get back see what he's up to i have so much going on have you had your uh, mental meaty have you had your meditation yeah break? i like sometimes i'll just sit in the shower and like meditate probably on these wall these hikes too are probably good for you just getting yeah. to the highest point of the mountain and <sighs> breathing relaxing hit a bowl yeah hit the bowl it's noise that's what it does all right let's wrap it up all right, well, thank you, coming for the weekly sit-down. Thank you to all the viewers. Thank you to our host, I mean, our guest today. And your host. And our host. You're welcome. Shout out <laughs> to Paradox for, you know, saving lives and having yeah. fun while doing it, so. Alex, thank you. Yeah, Alex, you the man. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. No, I, I think we're going to, I'm going to pack some more in 
at this week. I want to try and get. I want to just get as many as I can. I'm down to do one tomorrow. So yeah, let's just keep going. So we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Later, guys.